Welcome everybody to the unknown uh, titled, maybe the untitled album should be the name of the podcast. Right. <laughs> and, um, today we're going to, I don't know, I don't know, we're just going to talk about the Joe Button thing or we're going to talk about all beefs. I think that the Joe Button thing is probably going to take up a good amount of time, especially since, you know, we kind of spin off a little bit too. I think let's just, let's plan on Joe Button and then we can get into some other stuff. Well, I guess we can kind of talk about, you know, Joe Button is no stranger to rap beef. Um, so we can kind of talk about Joe Button's beefs in general. Let, let's say, let's say this too, though. Let's not just talk about, or well, as we're talking about, like, cause I think Joe Button's beef, um, definitely should be the, the, stage because it's the current thing right now but I, th- I think we should also get into um the state of like the whole rap beef the hip-hop beef what it's become going to like twitter and shit like that and not so much even being a rap beef anymore well you i, know what I think especially because of this specific thing it's i mean even yeah you know, that joe budden's come out and said like it's not the same like rap beef is not the same as it used to be it's kind of it was before it was super direct and if now it's kind of subtle and we'll talk about that some more. But but I think before we get into that, let's go. Uh, you know, what is? We'll start with you, Bobby. What have you been listening to this week? I have been listening. Well, so anyway, I guess it's been a couple weeks to be honest. Yeah, two. I think right. Or three, <laughs> I, I have, uh, so I have in my uh, in my playlist. Like I just recently, I have a, a whole folder called Bobby Sorted, and then in that folder, I have like '90s sorted, '80s sorted, like all sorts of different places with every song I like of a genre within that pocket. And I've been listening to a lot of '90s stuff, um, mainly uh, a lot of Queen stuff, which I, I like. I was a fan of that stuff then, but I wasn't like I wasn't a huge fan. Like, um, oh, did we lose somebody? Yeah, yeah, Mickey fell off. Okay. All right, hold on. Let's. But, so uh, yeah, talking about like the state of and what I've been listening to. Yeah. So this is like a lot of '90s Queens rappers, and uh, I've been listening to uh, L.A. L.A. a lot by Capone Noriega. Um, that was a song that my wife really liked for some reason <laughs> when we were in high school and my wife was not like a huge rap fan at all. Uh, but anyway, doesn't matter. And then uh, I've been listening to like a lot of local stuff that I was involved with because I, I just got to thinking about it since the last time we recorded. And that's what about it for me. Do you generally like try and will you generally try and listen to new stuff or is it pretty rare? It's pretty rare. Yeah. If if somebody says check this out, I'll check it out. Every now and then, I'll go through iTunes and like just like preview everything that is quote unquote new or hot within the rap arm or rap hip hop section. But it's rare that I have the time to do it. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, Mickey. What have you? What about you, man? Um, I've been trying to trying to dig into some uh, into some new stuff. Just as I'm um, like coming across shit. Uh, first, I, I got into that. Um, after our last show, I got into that uh, to Yellow Wolf, yeah. and uh, I, I, I kind of dug that. And then I checked out. I actually went and got the um, the uh, F Stokes, which I'm not really feeling F Stokes, but the cats he was working with the Laserbeak, the Laserbeak deal or whatever. Yeah. I, I was kind of feeling them as far as or him or whatever the fuck. Was yeah, he Laserbeak's just the the producer, but I had to, it was it that album was it that uh, Death of a Handsome Bride or whatever. It's not very good. Not that it's not uh, very no, good. That, that, I just wasn't feeling it. That that death of a handsome broad I, I didn't like at all, but the uh, the bad time zoo and the lava bangers I did I dug that those those are pretty good pieces. Yeah, those those two albums anyways. Right. And then um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, uh, got into some more of um, uh, what what else? Okay, obviously the the Joe Buttons thing jumped off. Well, I yeah. would probably put that into the uh, 
So that kind of took precedence, precedence for a good while, dude. Like, <laughs> that was all I was listening to, right? And, uh, oh, I listened to Kendrick Lamar. Not Kendrick Lamar. Fucking um, Lupe, Lupe Fiasco, who's one of my favorite MCs. I listened to his most recent um, release, like, in 2015, which I didn't even know he had it. So I was, like, kind of scrolling around and sh- trying to look into music and see what was out there and shit. And, um, it, it, you know what? It, it's, uh, it's Lupe, and, and lyrically, is is all there. I'm not so sure how I feel about um, about the beats and stuff. And then on top of that, there was no there was no breakout songs on it that they really like really stood stood out for me. Like on his previous on his previous album, there was there was there was always that song like "Dumb It Down" is still one of my most favorite songs. You know what I'm saying? Kick push and things like that. There, there, there's a few good songs he had on his other albums that like I mean. Not just good, like other songs were good too, but like those breakout songs for me that I just gotta play constantly and shit to get in the mood for something. But on that particular album, nothing. And then I've been getting deeper into the Kevin Bates, Kevin Gates thing, which is which is funny because I was uh, actually talking to uh, um, I, I dropped I dropped a, I dropped a uh, interview off in uh, in a group chat that we have going um, with with Bobby and Adam, and then I got a chance to talk to Adam about it on our phone call yesterday about the guy. So, um, and, um, see, what up, man? I've, I've been on, I've been on a, a listening, a listening, uh, fest, dude. Check out this guy named Odyssey who was pretty, uh, um, Dude, that motherfucker he, he was, is nasty. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty dope. Checked out, um, checked out a cat named Idea. Idea, Idea shit was dope. I, I heard his freestyles before, uh, but, oh, as far as the, the, collective, because you know, he, he killed himself. Yeah. Or, he, or he died. Well, well, so he died. Yeah. So um, his, his the collective work he started putting together for him, uh, the quality wasn't as good. So it kind of like, kind of like drowns out how good he is. So, so for me that and dude, uh, a few a few other things, but huh? I was gonna say for me that dude for you know idea and abilities just you know that's the, the DJ the by the throat album for me is the dopest album for mm-hmm. that dude. Yeah, by far everything I listened to that that was one of the best ones. The other one I listened to the one, uh, the other one I thought was okay. Um, was the, uh, the was it the many was it the many faces of Mikey or something like that faces of Mikey or something like that it, it was um it's not it's not that he was bad it's just that the quality of it all and then I got deep into some Tyler Tyler the Creator <laughs> that's a guy that I can't like that's a guy who I consider like a backpack rapper and I can't get into that backpack rapper you know what I mean like even <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't I don't consider him who Tyler yeah. I don't know what the fuck I consider him. He's like a, a weirdo rapper. Well, I don't know. it's funny that you guys don't know. Fucking, <laughs> it's funny that you guys don't know Earl Sweatshirt, but you know some Tyler the Creator. Like, but you, you, you ask me, ask me how I know Tyler the Creator. How do you know Tyler the Creator? He did a record with Pusha T. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you, that's, that's the only reason why I know it. That guy when he first dropped was cool, but for now, like it's just weird for the sake of being weird. I feel you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, but his whole, his whole, that whole. That whole crew, what do they call Odd Future? Something yeah, like that. that whole future. crew is weird, dude. Sounds about right. The first I, I, I got a hard time, yeah, and there's nothing against him. I know he can rap. I just got a hard time getting into rappers that would like pop up with like a Where's Waldo T-shirt or something. Like it just, it doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> he's just, he's just that's some other shit, dude. Like they, they, they came out around that time when like that future, not future rap, but that whole future movement. Was really getting like big with like the, the which which is really like the past. They dressing like the fucking eighties and shit. Mm-hmm. But um, the first time I had ever actually seen him is he he received the award on I don't know if it was like um MTV or B. I only watched the BT Awards, so I thought it was that. But it might have been the Hip Hop Awards. It was some shit. I don't BT Hip Hop Awards or something. And he actually got an award 
And I was like, who the fuck is this guy, man? So I went in and checked out some of his shit. And um, I think that was around the time like that. Um, what was that? What was that first joint he had? Um, I just remember the video. Uh, was the video where he like, he's like, like in the video. video. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what I remember. But I don't know what the name of it is. Yeah, I checked that shit out, and I was like, okay, I, I, I can get it. I can check him out. I, I can get into him. I can listen to what he's got. I can't watch too many of his videos. He's gonna be doing shit like that. <laughs> I, 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 I just don't I, want to vomit uh, while I'm watching video, you know what I'm saying? But um, I, I, I can fuck with him. Hmm? I do like some weirdo rappers, though. Um, I like this. Okay, oh, go ahead. No, I, was saying, I do, too. I do, too. It was just going back to I think that that dude, like, it's just for the sake of being weird. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think about this guy that I like. What I'm sorry. What's up, Bobby? I was trying to think about this guy that I like that's like, he has a music video, and in the music video, like, he, like, looks like a, like, a Urkel, almost, like, type nerd. And he, like, walks up to random people, and he's like, hey, would you mind if, do you like rap music? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, would you mind if I, if I tried to rap for you? And he plays this, this beat on this boombox, and then, like, he, like, spits the verse off. And the guy's, like, you know, like, technically a monster. And, like, you just see the people's, like, reaction change as he really starts getting it. Right. Um. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, dude, it sounds familiar to me. Like I could picture it in my mind, but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to. Th- I'll, uh, I'll I'll look around for it while, you, while we're talking. But just to answer your question about about Tyler the Creator, so like, how I look at it, as far as in hip hop, as far as hip hop is related, this world of hip hop, this dude is a, a kind of bizarre in relation to most of the other rappers. It's Tyler the Creator. Oh, right. When he came out, that's how I felt. I'm like, all right, there's a guy who's on some other shit. He's kind of a strange dude. He's, you know what I mean? Like, and but now I, I just feel like that's like gimmicky, I guess. And it may not be. It's just how it comes across to me. It comes across to me like like it's a gimmick. You know what I mean? And so and and again, it it may not be at all. It's pro- it's probably not, but it just feels that way. And so I look at those guys like uh, the epitome of some of these younger cats who just don't give a fuck about anything. Because you know, I remember like in the award when he when he accepted the award and they um. The camera panned over to, I think it was his mom or his grandmom or whatever. And she had this look like, thank God, get this motherfucker out of my house. You know the, um, <laughs> the guy's name I was talking about is called Futuristic, and the song is called The Greatest. Might have looked that up. Boy. I'm going I'm I'm to play it real quick. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he, he goes up to like a whole bunch of people, and, and all those scenes, like I guess he did it all in one day. And all those scenes are intercut amongst one another f- to make the video. Telling them why I'm the greatest. Yeah, I'm the most underrated. Everybody said he's spitting fire like a dragon, nigga. Watch me come a slam. Coming from the basement. Double XL, man, I want the cover. There's no way that I'm not in the conversation. I don't have no patience unless it's basis for playing operation. I'm castrating anybody to say. I ain't trying to be famous. I'm just trying to make payments from what I'm making. I'm frustrated about the and I'm causing mayhem when I rap. I got a coffin in the back. And if you're talking in the coffins, where you at? I'm sick. I be coughing on the track. I'm exhausted from the rap. I'm trying to kick it with the broadest on the map. Shit, make a squirt like the oldest and a dolphin on his back. I gotta be cautious in the trap. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so you can rap and people are kind of blown away by him. Yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty dope, man. I'm, I'm yeah. checking him out here on um, on the Wikipedia's. Well, because I'm actually on a, a Facebook page, which I recommend anybody that, that most people probably follow. It's, it's called Team Backpack. Uh, Team Backpack? Team Backpack. 
Uh, and, and there's a lot of new, like, underground guys on there. Like, uh, Passionate MC, like, out of Rhode Island, he's fucking pretty nice and uh, futuristic and a few others. But that That's, like, one of the few ways I stay up on, like, current guys. Daylight, the battle rapper, stuff like that. Like Daylight, I've heard of. He's a wild dude, man. Like, takes his pants and underwear off on stage and shit. Like, he's a wild dude. Like, has had, like, supposedly had the spawn face mask, like, tattooed on his face, but, like, people aren't really sure if it's real or not. But, like, has, like, the, the spawn eye things, like, the Spider Man type eye. Yeah, he, he's been on, um, you guys follow DJ Vlad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's been, he's been on Vlad a few times. Yep. Interview. Yep. That guy is weird. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the weirdest. <laughs> Uh, he's definitely weird. Uh, and what about you? Just what have you been listening to? I, this week, um, started out, like, just because we're doing this show, and I, I always hate on, not that I hate, but I don't really listen to new shit. I'm like, you know what? I'll do my part, and I'll just start, I'll try and listen to all this new stuff just to, so I can't just say I don't like it for no reason. Right. So I listened to Futures. I don't know which album it was. I just, with the first album that came up, and I didn't listen to the whole thing. Um, it wasn't. Wasn't <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so I listened to that, and then because of this Joe Budden thing, I listened to a bunch of Drake because I'd never really listened to that. Oh, you should have gone the other way. Oh, I listened to Joe Budden too, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I listened to Joe Budden too, but I listened to a bunch of Drake, and I think that I think the guy's good. He definitely none of his music appeals to me at all. Exactly. But I think he's good, but I don't think he's fantastic. He's, you know what I mean? And he's. I think that he's a lot more clever than what people give him uh, credit for yeah, um, I with that. but like you said like like i i almost can't be bothered right like just because the, the music doesn't appeal to me in any way shape or form that i just i don't care enough to look into it and this is what at least what i like about the dude is that dude i'm i'm, I'm all for people staying in their lane you know what yeah, I mean? Especially yeah especially yeah. hip-hop you know what i mean and that guy stays in his lane he knows where he's at he, you know, even yeah. if he, he's featured on somebody else's song, he's still in his lane. You know what I mean? And so, yep. that I, I kind of I appreciate that, and I give it up to that dude for that. Um, I did listen to a, a bunch of Joe, not a bunch, but I listened to some Joe Budden, which that dude's dope for sure. Oh yeah. Um, and we'll we'll get to talking about that. And then the, the, what I actually went and did was I listened to that dude Joey Badass again, and that dude's out. Al- that dude's album is fucking dope, dude. I still haven't got a chance to check him out. I want to check him out, and I want to check out uh, Chance the Rapper. Yeah, Chance the Rapper is pretty dope. That's another one, yeah. They, they say Chance is, is, un, is um, underrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, uh, the Joey Badass Cat, I can't, um, I don't know, he's, he's an excellent, he's an excellent MC, I just, I can't get into him right now. She's got two or three albums, I think, but whatever one the newest one is, it's mm. fucking dope, dude. Like, it was one of those, like, you know, Bobby, you were talking, like, I don't remember what album it was, but you were listening to something in the background while you're doing something, and it made you stop and go, "Wait a minute." Yeah, that was uh, that was Jay Z's "Reasonable Doubt." Yeah, I, that's kind of how this did. Not and towards the end, it gets it falls off. I think there's like 22 songs on the album or something like that. So towards the end, it falls off. But like the first half of it is fucking awesome. I, th- I think the um the newest one was the uh, before the uh, uh, I guess a dollar sign, dollar sign, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's yeah. And there's let me here. I'll pull it up. Oh, it's right here actually. Yeah, it's uh before. Yeah, B four B four dot D A dot dollar sign dollar sign. So before the money, and especially yeah. there's a song on there, Paper Trails, which is actually pretty dope, and it makes like like cre- you know cream casseroles everything around me, and he's got another mm-hmm. little spin on that same acronym, so it's it's pretty fucking dope. 
I, I, I spent a day listening to uh, to those, those albums, and I just, I don't know. He like he's a dope lyricist. I just can't. There's something about it's not it's not grabbing me. So I, I don't know. Right. I, I, like I can't take anything from him though. I like it because it feels like it feels like I'm listening back to some '90s hip hop again, or some early 2000s. Yeah, he definitely shit. has That's that. That's why I think I'm so into it. It's like, dude, it's like I haven't skipped a beat at all. Yeah, he definitely has that. He definitely captures that time frame. You know, a lot of it for me, I, I was noticing this as I was listening to, um, like, a lot of old Mob Deep and Capone and Noriega and all other guys that kind of sounded very similarly. Nature and Cormega and AZ and Nas and Mussolini and Iman Thug and all these guys that, like, <clears throat> really sounded similarly. A tragedy. That, like, w- one of the reasons why I like that stuff is because it makes me feel good. Like, I don't know, like, if, if I put on Capone and Noriega's Illegal Life... Mm-hmm. Which is the shit. Which is the shit. If yeah. I walk out of the house and I have that on the headphones, like, I feel like I'm fucking invincible. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I feel like that's something that, that, that modern hip-hop really lacks, is that, like, like that aggressive badassness. But is it? But is it really just your attachment to that music from that time frame? Because like, like we've discussed so many times before, you 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 have an attachment to those artists. You have an attachment to that time frame. I, I feel the same way about my music from that time frame. First listening, but I, I, I must I'm say gonna, I'm listening to more and more new stuff. I've been coming around just a little bit. See, I'm gonna say just no. I'm gonna say no because like uh, I like some songs here and there. They still give me that feeling, like uh, the uh, French Montana. I don't like French Montana. Okay, I didn't either. But mm-hmm. the intro on his album is fucking huge. Like, that shit makes me want to pull my hoodie down a little lower. Like, it... <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it fucking has yeah, that man. vibe. Like, it feels like old Hitman records. Like, old Bad Boy. Like, when... You know, it just... It, like, it feels like somebody's got to die. Like, it feels like yeah. big like that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Let me ask you: is that, Do you think that? Do you think the production value on a lot of these has a lot to do with that? I think so. Because I, I do. I feel like stuff now is is so like obviously technology's better. They've figured out the science to a lot of shit, like on how to produce stuff. And so sometimes when stuff just feels super produced to me, yeah, to me it, too. I can't. It, but it see, kind of throws I, me off. see, I can also get into that though. Like I, I like I like like I like stuff that's just two samples. Like right. Like. Gangstar's Mass Appeal or any fucking DJ Premier beat. Not knocking DJ Premier, just no, calling it, I think the calling it I think what it is. <laughs> it's a drum with boop, 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 right. over top of it. Um, I can listen to that, but I can also listen to like, you know, Grimy by Noriega, which is totally produced, like a total Neptunes type record, yeah. and, and still feel the same type of way. And, and this this French Montana record that I'm talking about isn't isn't like it, it's overproduced, you know, like it's definitely overproduced. But so is um, somebody's got to die, you know. Somebody's got to die is overproduced, but it still has that that fucking raw feeling to it. And and so does this record. So I, I don't I don't think I think it's that this new this I, I was listening to Charlemagne talk on. Uh, I think it was Drink Champs, and he was saying that, like, modern Charlie's day... Been, Charlie's been on Drink Champs? Yeah. 
oh my god, I'm behind. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it was either that or it was on Vlad. It might have been on Vlad. But he was like, he was like the modern day rappers, like the gangster shit is over. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but like I really enjoy the gangster shit. <laughs> What is it about? What is it about it though? So, so talk about that. What is it about the gangster shit that like appealed to you way more than even dudes who now are kind of raw but just don't have that gangster appeal? I think I mean, that's like aggressive shit, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I like aggressive music. You know, I like. I think that's what it ultimately is. Is I like I like music that makes me feel angry or sad, and that's it. Right. It, it's a, there's a few records that I like that make me feel happy, but most of them it's like you know Pyt by Michael Jackson or something like that, or like you know something ridiculous. Like, that makes me feel happy. But, like, for the most part, like, if it's rap or it's rock, I want that shit to make me feel mad or sad. Right. So let me, let me, let me, let me ask you this, and this relates to both of you guys, because, so, for me, and it kind of hit me when I was listening to this Joey Badass album, but it's, and then it, it reminded me of it now, like, music, I guess kind of how I realize that I really like something is if, I can listen to it like, oh, this is something I would listen to while driving. Most of my musical experiences, especially as a kid, and it's probably just because I grew up in California where you had to drive everywhere, are in the car. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? And so it's like, dude, is this something I would listen to in the car as I'm taking a fucking road trip because you had to drive, you know what I mean? Especially where I went to school in Northern California. It was like a 14-hour drive to get back to Los Angeles. So it's like you had to just have fucking music ready to go. So that's how I relate to a lot of this stuff. And that's how I know it feels good. If I'm like, man, it just makes me feel like I'm in the car. That's how I know, like, it's fucking good, and I, I can listen to this shit. But so, I mean, might, is, that, is that kind of there, the same thing for you? Or like, you? I think so. Like, yeah. I think when I was when I was a young person, um, the most of the time that I listened to music, I was walking. Like, I didn't drive until I was 19, and I didn't really, I didn't even enjoy riding in cars or going out with people that were driving. Like, I was like, oh, I meet you guys there. Right. Like I, I liked to be on on the street on the street. Like I liked to be feet on the ground. And and also like my dad was a fireman, so I grew up hearing horror stories of people dying in car wrecks all the time, especially right. young people. So I think I was standoffish to the idea, like subconsciously, because it definitely wasn't anything I was like thinking about at the time. Because I, I didn't give any fucks at the time about consequence. But I think subconsciously I might have been thinking like, fuck, if I get in this car, there's a good chance I might not be gonna get out. So, like, if people were going to, I don't know, whatever kids go to, the mall, <laughs> right. like, uh, you know, I, I would, like, they would drive and I'd walk. And I'd meet them up there in an hour or so. And I, I think that when I walked, you know, I had to walk through whatever neighborhood I had to walk through. And I was listening to fucking records that made me feel like, you know, try it, motherfucker. And that's, probably, <laughs> you know, like, and, and, and that's and that's probably why I, I, I still, like, even even today, like, when I, when I get a good record, I'm like, man, like, I'm going to put this on and then I'm going to go for a walk. <laughs> like I do, I do think that. I've never thought about that conceptually before, but I do think that. Like, man, I'm gonna put this playlist together. I'm gonna put my headphones on. I'm gonna go for a walk. <laughs> that's good because that that that's inherently, and that's the thing. Like, that's inherently in you. Like, that's why listening to not to keep going back to the Joey Badass, but it's what I listened to this week. I was like, dude, man, I was, I put it on, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, fuck, I want to drive somewhere. Like, I just want to get in the car and just yeah. cruise down to the beach or something. Like, it's fucking. Yeah, dude, but now, like the, the the neighborhoods that I walk through now are like all like like uh, very yuppie ish. Right. So like nobody's looking for a problem anyway. So it defeats the purpose. It kind of defeats the purpose. Right. <laughs> now, now, Mickey, do you have that same kind of attachment or that same nostalgia? Um, I'm pretty sure I do. I um like typically it's very rare 
it's very rare that I listen to music when I'm driving, uh, except for here uh, lately because of the show. I typically listen to like um, podcasts or like some news talk radio or some shit like that. Um, I typically listen to music more so when I'm working out or um, on certain days at work. And for me, I typically like to listen to music or I'm more inclined to listen to the to the artists that will um, match the feeling that I have at that time. You know what I'm saying? And amplify those feelings or that mood. Or if I want to get out of a mood. I listen to a, a particular artist or a particular um, genre of music to pull me out of that. that. That's that's how it is for me now. Whereas when I was younger, you know, music was all the time when I'm in it, and I preferred to be on the train and the buses and stuff like that, seeing the city, going around the city, and um, music was always in my in my, in my headset at the time, like in that way. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, as far as like driving this stuff, nah, not 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 necessarily, not not to hit of late. But for me, the major thing is I, I need whatever I'm listening to, to be able to amplify the mood that I'm in. If I'm in a creative mood, I need to listen to someone that's creative. And that's why I have a, a hard time with certain artists. And then I have um, an attachment to an artist that I typically would not because there's something about the artist that I can just feel when they're saying, I, I got to be able to feel, even though you're delivering a, a good stream of lyrics or the, the composition is nice, I have to be able to feel it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's the most important thing to me for that. Now, do you guys feel, and I know we're kind of getting off, off topic, but I know, Bobby, you said you don't listen to that much new music, but I mean, do you guys feel it's important to take time and sit there and like, all right, um, today I'm going to just try and find new stuff? I do. I do. I, well, for me, like, I think that like, uh, like music, gets, it does get bland, you know, if you listen to the same shit all the time. Uh-huh. So like, I think that like, it's nice to spice it up a bit. Like, and I usually make like a, like I'm an iTunes guy. So like, you know, like the recently added folder. Like, I usually have that as a playlist, so I can always check out, like, stuff that I add recently, which is more often than not new stuff, because I pretty much have all the old stuff, right? So, like, um, and, and like, I, I checked out, like, you know, there's a lot of artists from that 90s and early 2000s era that still make records that you just don't hear about, mm-hmm. and I, I, yeah, recently went through, I, went, I recently went through a lot of that stuff and downloaded a whole bunch of that, like, like, uh, uh, I keep saying them just because I've been listening to them, but, like, uh, Capone Noriega stuff that's come out within the last five or six years. Um, Styles P. Um, guys hey, that, that's my man, dude. Yeah, I mean, and Styles is another one, man. Like, when I listen to Styles, like, I'm fucking ready to take your head off. For real, you know, Styles, and, 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 and that shit feels good to me. I don't know why. I, I'm not even saying it's a healthy thing. I just know that, like, when I'm listening to a record that makes me feel, like, kind of on edge. Yeah it's rewarding to me for some reason. Do you guys get bored? Like with, so, so Capone and Noriega or, you know, these guys have a specific, I guess the content is always kind of similar. Sure. Now, now do you guys are, when you hear these, these new albums, these current albums, these are guys that have been rapping for fucking 20 years, give or take, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. are you looking for something different after all that time? Like, dude, what else you got to tell me? You know, what's funny is, not for, all right. So like there, there are people like Joe Button. Like I like to hear about Joe Button's evolution. Like because he's an artist that as he changes, his music changes. What he talks about changes, etc. So like I like that. But like there are other artists. Like I don't want to hear Cam talk about like you know medical problems of getting old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I hear Cam, I want to talk. I want to hear him talk about it. Like how crazy the jewelry is and how many 
keys he's got in the trunk and how many guns he has in the glove compartment. Like that's all. That's really all I want to hear from him. I don't want to hear anything new from him. But does it like, become think, less real and less believable? Like after all this time, that you put out a brand new album, well, sure. man, I've got fifty keys in the trunk. I'm like, yeah, but really, I don't dude, yeah. still. <laughs> but see, I don't give a shit. I really don't. Like to me, it's it's really entertainment. Right. Like, okay. So so if it if it if it feels good. And it, like that's all I want, but like it's it's really it's 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 only a certain pocket of people that I don't want to see grow, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Right, right. Um, but like you know, it, it is it's the Mob Deeps, it's the Capone Noriegas, it's the the Dipsets. Like if I heard Jim Jones come out and do a love record, like I'd be really turned off by it. <laughs> you know, because it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't like it doesn't work for him. You know, like. So, so like th- those types of artists, like I don't, I don't really necessarily want to hear anything, anything new from. But then there's other artists where I'm like, oh man, this is too similar to the last one. You're better than this. Yeah, yeah. You know, but like not every artist needs to be that way. Some some people can just like you said, like stay in their lane. Right. Like Noriega and 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 and, and Prodigy and those guys, they sound better when they're talking about throwing metal in your face. So for me, like hip hop to me is such like a based upon your life like you're telling me stories about your life and so if that i guess just because i get bored pretty easily like if you're just doing the same shit like it's like you know meeting linking up with somebody they haven't seen since high school and they're doing the exact same shit just drinking beer and puking on the lawn you're like man fuck that I'm yeah that shit. so i that, that's because of that way like I'm, i want hip-hop to kind of grow it doesn't mean i need to hear about medical problems but just tell me something new but now, on the flip side of that, like if I listen to like rock or metal, like if that shit switches up too much, I can't, I can't have it. Like yeah. that needs to kind of stay the same. And here's a, here's another thing, like, um, like, like, I, I think that like with, with some of that shit, like it, it needs, like, like the, the the content stays the same, but the perspective slightly changes. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, like, do we? Well, I don't know about Jisk. I guess I should ask. Like, are you? Do you like Mob Deep? I, I do. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of, ton of it, but I did, you know, in, back in the day. Okay, the do you time. remember the song that they did anything with fucking 112? And it was like yeah. a love song? Yeah. Not off the top of my head, but actually, let me see if I have it. I but do you remember Shook Ones? No. You don't remember Shook you Ones? You don't remember no. Shook Ones? No. <laughs> What's oh, oh, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to put it on right now. It may, it may hey, be just because of the name. Hold on, hold on. Here it is. Hold on. Uh, you wait. No, that's not too. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm gonna put it's it on. I don't, I don't know if you guys will be able to hear it, but uh, what album was it on? Oh my God, you're, you're making it worse. Uh, so, well, so, you know, listen. I don't remember a lot of stuff. Oh, here it is right now. Answer for him. I almost gave him the answer. <laughs> no, that, that's your homework for the night, Jisk. <laughs> Hold on, let me say it over the play while I'm fucking talking. How you be on the show and say that, sir? How dare you? <laughs> I will pause. All right, wait, before you play it, just do you have it ready to play? Well, I don't know if it'll come through for you guys because I have All right, my headphones before, on. Before you play it, you are not allowed to mention anything about a movie. When you listen to this record, if okay. you if 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 in order for this record to make sense to you, you have to mention a movie. Just keep that shit to yourself. All right, hold on. Okay. Well, talk. Well, you you want to pause this? You want me to pause the show for a minute? Uh, or you want to just yeah. Talk amongst yourselves while I fucking. Well, I, I I really like. Do you if you have it ready to play? Like I think it's worth the everybody listening to the show yeah. to just wait with us. 
You don't have to listen to the whole record, but just enough to tell you either know you, that you know it or you don't know it. All right, let me plug in here right You now. know fucking shit. You know shit ones when you don't know. Real quick, a little bit of trivia about that record. The hi-hat is a stove igniter. Is it? Yep. That little click from a yep. stove? <laughs> Okay. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> See, I, I'd have heard these songs, but I just don't know, you know, I don't remember a lot of the names and shit, and it wasn't something that was... Okay, well, Shook Ones is, is like, one of those 90s records that's just, like, like it's, like, it's, like, cream. Like, it's right. in that bracket. Okay. And mo- most people that love hip-hop music, especially from the 90s, when you mention Shook Ones, it's a, it's a showstopper. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the conversation can stay on Shook Ones for an hour. Yeah. But people remember that record, but nobody remembers that 112 record because nobody wants to hear Mob Deep sing about some bitch they love. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like, because you, you, you've carried so many guns and, and, and slaughtered and killed and beat up so many people. That now, <laughs> now, 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 you, now you're going to buy roses? Like, it doesn't work. <laughs> like, like you, don't have to be, you don't have to be one dimensional, but you can't be that fucking multi dimensional. That's something they had. They would have had to establish early on. Right. As the song it doesn't. Goes, it doesn't work. Yeah. And that beat for that one twelve record, and even the one twelve song, it's a good song. Like it sounds good, and everything. It just doesn't work. That shit turns me off completely, dude. Completely. Just just because they're on it with that shit, I, I just. Uh... I'm trying to look for that one twelve. Uh yeah, just Mob Deep featuring one twelve. They only did one, and they never did another. Um, because the the fan. Yeah, the fan backlash from it was was crazy. Like, son, the fuck you doing, son? <laughs> you ain't a crook, son. Uh, Kiko, uh, remember Kiko? Kiko, yeah, Kiko. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck was hey, Kiko? I never, hey love never is what it's called. Hey love. We want to, we want to uh, drive us towards the uh, topic matter there. Yeah, I will. As soon as just gets Hey Love underneath his belt. I mean, it won't play for some reason. Fucking oh. Sometimes Apple Music does some weird shit. I got you. It's All right. Stu- maybe so, it's doing me a favor. Let's talk about Joe. Um, and we'll kind of ease it into, the, into the, the, the hot topic of this week, which won't be a hot topic by the time this comes out, or maybe it will. <laughs> um, yeah, really. But it's still worth talking about. Maybe it'll be hotter. So every, uh, like, when, uh, we'll start with Brave. What was your introduction to Joe? And, like, walk me through how you feel about him in general from the first time you heard him until until right before the disc record. Um, Joe got into Joe back in the day, like, through his battles and shit like that, right? And then, of course, everybody heard the, uh, you know, little pump it up joint or whatever the case is. And then he had his little falling out with the mainstream from there. I've always thought of Joe as like as as, as an insane, as an insane rapper, dude. Like, and I, and I never, I never held pump it up against him. I never saw why everybody had a problem with pump it up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, shit, he's in there, he's trying to make money. It's a part of the game, right? And it, and it wasn't like he was like was was not spitting on the song. You All know right. what I'm saying? But um, so I never, I never held it against him. I, I, I never um. I didn't have that personal experience of the artist until here more recently um, when I started checking out his podcast after he was on, after he did that interview on um, The Breakfast Club. And they asked him about, you know, because remember that whole, that, that, there was that big uh, drama about whether he beat the chick or not. You know yes. what I'm saying? Did he, 
show and all that shit, right? And as I started, like, getting more of his personality and shit like that, uh, on, on The Breakfast Club, it wasn't too bad because, I, cause I, you know, you got a bit of him and everything like that. But as I started trying to listen to his podcast and hearing him, I just... It was a it, it it was a total disconnect for me. Like I was like, uh, uh. So I so I can listen to your music, sir, but I cannot listen to you. You know, right, right, right. <laughs> I just cut this sandwich down the middle. You know what I'm saying? And um, and so when this whole when you put us up on the uh on the on the beef on the beef song or whatever on the on the fucking diss song, that shit was awesome. But then when I went into that interview, like I told you guys, when I went into that interview, another uh, interview, the uh the podcast that he did. Following it, I was like, "Oh, dude, you sound like you." Because I, I felt like that song rejuvenated the, not only the artist, but the artist and the music. Like, like it rejoined that sandwich for me. Both halves of my peanut butter and jelly came back together. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. And then I heard the fucking. Then I heard the podcast, and I was like, "No, go ahead and throw that other half in the trash because we won't be needing it." <laughs> <laughs> We won't be needing it. We won't be eating it. But didn't worry about cutting the crust off. Just put it in the trash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. And what, know, uh, what about you, Jess? So, I didn't, I honestly never really listened to the dude. I knew the, the Pump It Up song. Right. And then not until I really started having conversations with you prior to before we even had the idea for doing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so I started, you know, if any, I'm the type of person too, like if you tell me, hey, check this album out, I'll, I'll listen to part of it. Or the whole thing, if I like it. Or if you say, check this movie out, I'll go and I'll watch the thing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so the dude is definitely dope. He's definitely nasty. He's definitely knows how to rap. And, and not just say rap like that dude Future knows how to rap. You know what I mean? Or like those dudes. But like knows how to string words together that are clever and intense and have some deeper layers than just what the words are saying. Uh-huh. Yeah, Future knows how to rap. Well, you know what I mean. I'm just throwing that out. Like, anyway, <laughs> right, right, right. to me, rhyming word. If if you're just saying rap is rhyming words, then Dr. Seuss was a rapper. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it's like it's a little bit more than that. And there's a lot of these. Not to get off the subject, but there's a lot of Dr. Seuss rappers out there. That's kind of that's very uh, true. How I think about that. But so, yeah, you posted the 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 battle, mm-hmm. and so I listened to that, and it was it was good. It does take you back to the point where like somebody literally is just saying straight up, "Fuck you, dude." You know what I mean? Like, not yeah. even beating around the bush, just straight up, hey, guy, this is what I think. And then, I, same as Mickey, I listened to the podcast and was like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, all right. And, and and I guess before, I don't know if you want me to get into that now or if you want to wait until. Well, no, let's wait for anything about the song and after effects of the song until we get to the okay, song. Okay, so, so me, I probably have the least amount of knowledge about Joe Budden, but will say that the dude is nasty and can rap, and this is a... a this brings you back if you were a fan of ni- of hip hop and the ni- from gangster rap to like the early 2000s this takes you back with that feeling of like look this is some real shit and we're just going to put it all out here right now all right hey let me, let me ask something right quick uh-huh. um so the whole the whole drug problem or whatever you know how did, it, this 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 thing has been been coming up uh-huh. and i totally uh was not keeping up with. I know he had mentioned it a num- numerous times. It's been said numerous times. Yeah, I'm, I'm but, sorry, you guys. I have to. I have to pause it for a second. I'm sorry. All right. All right. So, uh, where were we actually? Oh, he, he uh, Brave was asking a question. Yeah, and I'm sorry, Brave. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I don't. I don't forgive you, sir. No. So <laughs> sorry, when the uh, so um, <laughs> the, whole, the whole drug obsession shit mm-hmm. or, or the, the drug uh, shit when during that podcast, just hearing him talking how sketchy he was. 
I heard the crack addict sounding ass, fucking heroin addict, whatever the fuck he's on. Yeah, I don't know a, what he's on. He was, but a he, dust, he, was a, like, he was a dust guy. And you know what? He sounded like a dust guy. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think he, he took his fair share of pills as well. You're talking about Joe about Button pills. on this on this making a murderer? Joe no, Button in general. Oh, okay, is, okay. No, but, like a, but specifically on the podcast that he did the interview oh, for after he sounded like a fucking drug, like a fucking crackhead, going back and forth. Nutty saying he's lining up with the rest of what he's saying, saying something, See, going back and retracting that. And, I don't know. On, I chopped that up to the not having a plan, just going, you know what? We're just going to freestyle the show, and it just didn't really work in that regard. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Let me talk about my, my love affair with Joe Button. <laughs> so, I um, to play for that but, or? All right, look. <laughs> I was a fan. I was. I'm, I'm a big fabulous fan, uh-huh. and. Fab was part of a group called the Triangle Offense, which was him, his brother, Paul Kane, and Joe Button. And that's how I got introduced to Joe Button in the mixtape circuit through Triangle Offense. They were kind of backed up by the Desert Storm crew, which was uh, DJ Envy, DJ Clue, etc. So you started hearing Button on all these Clue tapes. So that's how I got kind of more exposed to him. And I was a fan. He did like a lot of punchline stuff. Like uh, I remember, like he said something one time, like along the lines of like I carried the long nose. That's what we call blossom. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I like this guy. But um, yeah, I just I just generally dug him. The first real record I heard from him was a song called Focused. I love that. Yeah. Um. So then he had an album coming out. He was signed to Def Jam. It was a big deal. And. I was super excited. I, w- I was buying every mixtape he was putting out. I was super excited for him. I, I you know, bought the record the, the day. Actually, I went to, if you're anybody from the Maryland a- area, I went to Patasco Flea Market, which is on the outskirts of Baltimore City. And it used to be like a major, like, uh, I guess the West Coast people call them swap meets. <laughs> like it, it was like a, right. it was like a major flea market. It's huge. And, and it was like a huge. Well, I went there when I was in um, Baltimore. Oh, sweet. I was oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's, that place is a big deal. So I, I bought it early from there, and I got it in, and that intro comes on. And to this day, that intro is one of my favorite beats ever. And I was like, oh, my God, like, yes. And then track two hit, and I was like, all right. <laughs> and then three and four and five, and I was like, oh, oh my God. Um, but not, and that's not to say that I don't like songs on there. I, I do. But like I, I like come and take a walk with me and, and stuff like that. I, I like a lot of stuff on there. But it just it wasn't what I wanted. Even he has a song called Ten Minutes on there, which is about like, you know, give him ten minutes in peace. Like give him give him a chance to smoke one fucking cigarette from front to back alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got dug that. I, I totally totally dug that. But it, 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 it the record wasn't what I wanted from him. And I liked Pump It Up too. But I think Pump It Up was too big for Joe. Like. That record was played like in the NBA Finals, and it was on video games and shit. Right. Like it was, it was too big. So the the story behind Pump It Up is that uh, Just Blaze made that beat, and and Hove turned it down, and then Joe Button bought it. Well, after Pump It Up became a huge success, Jay put out a mixtape. Uh, I forget it was the one with that where he, he was rapping the in the night, that shit. 
bad yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like it was on that mixtape and he did a freestyle over that beat where he was like he called it like um then he did like the jacking for beat shit at the beginning of it he's like give me that beat fool you know and like and then did this verse well then joe put it out again and basically took the beat back now at that same time jay is positioned i, I remember that exchange Jay is, Jay is, I have all that shit. So if you guys want to just let me know, I'll email it to you. Jay is positioning himself to be a CEO of Def Jam at this point. Um, in that transitional period, Joe has a second album that's supposed to be coming out that never, I think, came out. And I forget even what it was called at this point. I think it was called The Growth. It was supposed to be called The Growth. And it wasn't happening. He put out a song dissing Def Jam. And then the record never really happened. That's when he got blackballed, right? Correct. Jay-Z also becomes the CEO. And now he's really blacklisted. You know, like it's not going to happen for him. Because he kind of threw some sideways remarks at Jay on the Pump It Up shit. Uh, and, and he dissed Def Jam and all this. And Jay was like very nonchalant. But he got asked about it all the time because it was a hot topic. And people were like, what's up with the growth? And Jay was like, uh, he was like, if it's done, I'll put it out. As far as I know, it's not done. Like, shit like that. And, like, and like Joe was like, it's fucking done. <laughs> um, but, like, so, <laughs> at, 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 so Joe was trying to get out of this deal. I think he eventually gets out of it. In the meantime, now, I'm still a fan of his because I, I, I like his, I like, I like his, his lines. I like his bars, basically, is what it comes down to. And he put out this series of mixtapes called Mood. And that, that's what, for me, went from me being, like, a fan to, like, a fanatic of Joe's. Because it was the most introspective shit I've heard from any rap artist in my life. And I totally bought into it. He finally gets out of the Def Jam deal. And he starts doing all these little side independent deals where he can get a record out here and then that that company folds and he can get a record out over here and then that company folds or whatever the case may be. And it kind of goes like that forever. And it's still it's still pretty much going like that. Uh, he also caught a beef with uh, 50 Cent and Game in that time period. And, I mean, he threw some bars their way. But it never hit anybody's radar because it's Joe Button. And he kind of ended up somehow becoming like a laughing stock because it just was like he'd be like, it, 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 it's, it's the weirdest fucking thing. But like it went to a point where like it was at a point where if you said like, like, a, dude, I'm a Joe Button fan, you got like credit from people yeah. like, like, oh, this guy knows who Joe Button is. Right. Like, you know, to I'm, you know, I'm a Joe Button fan. Oh, oh, pump, pump, pump it up. You know, like and it was like, no, it's, it's not really an accurate portrayal of him or his music. Um. So but he, fucking underrated, man. Yeah, but he became, he kind of became like a laughing stock. So then he did a he did a mixtape, and on the mixtape he had a record called Slaughterhouse, and on that record he had Royce and Joel Ortiz and uh, Crooked, and then one other guy I forget his name you have to forgive me, and the the fan reaction was so strong from it that they ended up just becoming a group, and all that came from Joe wanting to do a record with the people that he was a big fan of. And then Slaughterhouse got signed to Shady, uh, but Joe was not signed to Shady. 
And Slaughterhouse has not had any commercial success, even on Shady, which is kind of crazy. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think. Hey, wait, stop, stop right there for a minute. Stop right there. I want to sit on that for a minute because um, the the whole Slaughterhouse thing disbanded, right? Mm-mm. It didn't disband. Negative. Still together. He's got a song on. Uh, what the fuck is it? Um, the, the love lost, no love lost. One of those joints. Uh-huh. They're one of the more recent albums, and he's talking about. He, he's like he's writing out to. Um, he, in this song, he's literally like, like it's almost like he wrote a letter out to him and, yeah, and yeah, some yeah, of the cats from uh, Slaughterhouse, and he's talking about the. Sh- that's a mouse something mouse something. I, for, I forget. Slaughter mouse. It's slaughter, slaughter mouse. Yeah. yeah. It's called slaughter mouse. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, because at the time I was like, I, I know I hadn't heard much from Slaughter, but I was like, I don't, I don't, I didn't know they were like done. But listening to that, I thought they were fucking done. Oh, no, no, no. Or maybe he was just done, put out. No, 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 no. Yeah, like, but he says on there, like, he says like one of the things, like his his one of his shortcomings that he sees is that he tried to kind of be like them, you know, and he's not that type of rapper, you know, like he should have just done yeah. him with them. But he tried to kind of like ride beats how they ride beats, and it just it wasn't a, a great look for him. But he, you know, he's like he's like, and I ain't really good at that syllable shit, you know, <laughs> like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't. Um, let me back it up a bit. So the the, the game, the game shit with him, uh, they've they've since squashed it and everything else. But like he murdered game, Angie Unit, the whole beat. I mean, like it was terrible, but it never got any light. But like, like I mean, he was calling them the five heartbeats and all this shit. Like it was fucking <laughs> funny. Um, uh, and he had a song going at game that was it was crazy. He exposed that game was on a a, a dating show. Yeah. Uh, Change of heart. Um, yeah. And because he had because uh, he had the little butterfly. I remember that song. That, you know, that was pretty dope. Yeah. And fucking and and game. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So game and his girl went on Change of Heart. They both date different people. Like on the show, you go on a date with a different person, and at the end of the show, you sh- you hold up a sign, and it's either "Stay together" or "Change of heart." Right. Well, Game said "Stay together," and his girl said "Change of heart." And uh, in that fucking line, like, I mean, Joe was like, uh, he was like, "I'm not gonna front. I thought this guy would aim and spark. Till I seen this gangster on Change of Heart, and that's when I decided to have a Change of Heart. Like, and, you know, like just, I mean, like he." destroyed game on this record and it just it never got any any traction um and game was huge at the time you know uh i'm trying to think there was another one. Oh, uh so those, well real fast did those dudes ever respond to that ever oh yeah like uh game came back on stuff game did a song called buttons which was on the colors beat uh and it was, and it was like instead of like colors colors it was buttons <laughs> buttons it was dumb but 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 I'm saying it was done mostly because I was super biased at the time. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but, but like, that song, that song wasn't really that dumb. It was pretty decent. <laughs> so, so then, so then uh, he was on. Uh, he, another problem with Joe is that Joe loves social media. So he was one of the first rappers to have like a YouTube and a Twitter and a Facebook and a like. He was ahead of that curve. The problem is that he puts himself out there far too much. To a point where you start to not like him, like you're like I don't know if I like who this person is. Right. But he, 
there was a Vibe magazine article that did like it was like a hundred rappers battle bracket, and he was squared off against Method Man. And Method Man, they Vibe had Method Man chosen as the victor of that battle. So no fucking way though. I, I agree, but Joe Button got on social media and was like, "What the fuck planet are these people on? <laughs> Where I lose to Method Man?" <laughs> and so then Wu Tang took offense to it. Which eventually led to Raekwon, one of Raekwon's ice water people, like, punching the fuck out of him, like, live on YouTube or whatever. And and then that hurt his image. So, like, the dude's image is fucking trashed. You know, he doesn't have an image like, that's worth a fuck. Because it's just, he's been so, he's allowed so much of himself to be exposed. Right. But I mean, I, I think, and and especially for people that don't know about Joe Budden or have little knowledge like I do, that that dude does talk about that though. That's not doesn't try right. and keep that a secret. He's like, no, nah, you know, I say some shit, and I he, he said I've had to eat my, you know, I've had to eat my words sometimes. Yeah, and he, he and he puts he always puts it out there, you know, to his credit. But like, you know, like just today, I'm listening to Drink Champs, and Noriega has Raekwon on the show, and he says, and like he. he like they're talking about like music and how Wu Tang started and all this like historical great hip hop shit and then all of a sudden Nori goes now talk to me about the time that you snuffed Joe Budden that was hard that's how it was introduced <laughs> you know and everybody in the room starts laughing <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> because it's like he's somehow like the nerd of rap somehow do you know what I mean like he right. just ended up that way where he's like he's the hey can you guys hear me yeah yeah can we can you? hear you I, I gotta pause for a minute I gotta all pause right. for a minute all right so we had a quick little technical difficulty, but we're back. So we went through all this shit with 50 Cent in the game. He totally, in my opinion, embarrassed the whole lot of them. Um, just great, great, great stuff. I mean, like, even broke down stuff about 50 sh- uh, shootings that not many people know. Just very, very, very tactical bars. So then the next thing you know, we got into this beef with Wu-Tang Clan. Over this bracket, which I think we did get into. That's right. That's where you're, you were saying that on uh, Drink Champs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, about yeah, yeah. Nori, on the, so on Drink Champs, the way they, they get to it, they're like, so like just tell me about the time that you snuffed Joe Button. That was hard. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And he's just like, he's just, he's just become a punchy bag. So he did a song uh, called Forgive Me. Joe Button did a song called Forgive Me. I highly, 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 highly recommend that everybody listen to it. But in that he gets he gets to the Method Man shit, and uh, he says that like that the all that shit is on him like the fault of it all is on him and uh, like he when he realizes when he realized that it was his fucking fault he scrapped six pages of fucking battle raps towards Wu Tang that he had written, you know and he's just he's not afraid to get into a battle and he's it's it's you could argue that. Song-wise, he's won every battle he's ever been in, but career-wise, he's lost every battle he's ever been in. Right. It sounds to me like he's like he, he just comes off as a cat that's in his own way. Yeah. Well, you said while we paused for just that that he gives you a weird vibe. Yeah, he's he's that uh he, he's just that sketchy dude that that I that, that you can't trust. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't. He comes off as that sketchy fucking dude that you can't trust. He's gonna get you in some shit, and then when the shit, your analogy was perfect. When he gets you into the shit, 
he's not gonna fucking be there. And the cats he gets you into the shit with, you really didn't have a problem with in the first place because it was really his problem. You know what I'm saying? And that's, but he's like, that's just how he comes across. Talking yeah. about that podcast, like that's the vibe that I got. Is the guy? So his buddy that's on the podcast with some Rory was playing like the role of of interviewer. interviewer. And so he asked him, you know, like it took a while before he just said. Hey, Rory I, did a good job, by the way. Yeah, he oh, did. Yeah. He did. But it took a while. He was asking him, "Look, well, you know, do, why did why did you make this record?" And it took Joe Budden a while just to say, basically, what he said is, I, "Subliminally, I felt like I was being, or I felt like I was being dissed subliminally." But it yes. took a while for him to get there, and it almost, it just seemed like it made me then question, like, "Well, all right, how subliminal is this?" And then is it just? I'm just throwing it out there, but is it just you doing this in an attempt to be relevant? Yeah, and I mean, you know and I mean? he did, and he did talk about that in the interview. Yeah, he did. Um, you know, I think. All right, so let's let's talk about let's talk about just the just the facts of how this shit started. So Joe Button has always been a huge Drake fan, which has been a turnoff for me as a Joe Button fan. Um, but he has always been a huge Drake fan. He reviewed views which is drake's latest record on his podcast and on that review he's he he criticized it and he said that this is not he, he feels like drake is uninspired um and he was yeah i won't say he was harsh but he was definitely very critical of and he said that Drake is an artist that for him, like when he hears that a Drake record drops, like he stops everything he's doing and downloads it and listens. Um, so he, 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 from that, people took clips of that and made little viral videos on Instagram and Facebook and all this shit of Joe Button like going in on Drake. But it was, a lot of it was kind of out of context. Because what they don't say is that, or what they don't show is before every rant, it, it was... And the reason why it's frustrating me is because I love this guy so much. Right. But he just, and then rant, and then at the end of the rant, and, it's, and it just kills me, man, because I fucking love this guy. Do you know what I mean? Well, and then to be fair about that, that's a dude that's list, that's a fan of, a, of an artist listening right. to the album and saying, ah, it wasn't that good, just like we do at the beginning of every show. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, no, nah, it just wasn't, doesn't mean. So I exactly. understand that, totally. So, See, I, I feel. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I feel like, um, okay, so. As an artist himself, right? We're all entitled. You know, you have your feelings about the music, the artists, and blah 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 blah. To me, none of that even comes into play uh, for my criticism of him, right? I don't care how he got into the beef. I don't. I mean, no, I mean, as far as the the validity of it, validity of it, it's it's fine. You know what I mean? When I, when I when I say I don't care about it, I don't mean that it's not important. I'm just saying that I don't care about that. If you're gonna make this diss track, I don't give a fuck. If the guy never said anything to you when you feel like making a diss track, then make the fucking diss track. When you come when you come around and you feel like you have to justify. Or you don't know how to justify, or you justify, then step your justification back, and then you come. You're not consistent. You know what I'm saying? You're not right. consistent. You're not concise. You don't sound like you understand what you are doing. So therefore, you are a big fucking walking mess. You can be a contradiction. Pac was a contradiction, but you are not concise. Pac concise with his bullshit when he was on bullshit. If you're going to be on the bullshit, then be on the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to diss this guy, don't worry, but when, if people ask you, why'd you do it? What the fuck do you mean why I did it? I fucking did it. Now, if he's going to do something back, then let him do it. If not, I'll put another one out. You know, be about what
what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And for me, when he's like going back and forth and coming up with his different excuses and oh, it is, and oh, like that. And, and I'm a Drake fan. How can you be a Drake fan when you're sitting up here making the fucking diss track about him? I'm sorry. Right. Like that, well, that to me make, turns you into a fucking Drake hater. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, all right. I, so, I just, so then Drake did this 4 p.m. in Calabasas. Right. And Joe Button took a lot of those lines in that song, which was done after supposedly the Joe Button podcast shit and those little clips went viral as subliminal disses back to him. Uh, and to be fair, he has a fucking badass line in Wake where he says, the passiveness in your manner, I might react to it, automatic shit, ratchet kids at your crib that can't even smell <laughs> Calabasas, bitch. Nice, nice. Um, That's sick, dog. Yeah, but, um, but, but so he took a lot of those lines as subliminals and then Drake had this video on Instagram. I don't think it was on Drake's Instagram, though. No, it was on French's, I think. Okay, where he's in the studio, and he's going, pump, pump, pump it up. And I think Button took that as, here here it comes. Here comes the disc record. So he went to record a preemptive attack. And yes. that's how we get making Which I am fine said, with. Yeah, he said, he's fine. the guy's like, look, if I feel like, he's like, I'm just going to come out. I'm not going to wait. If I feel like you're about to diss me, he's like, I'm just going to release everything I've got. You know what I mean? And so that makes sense for that. But I think it just comes no, down I, to, I, for, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mickey. No, I'm cutting on you. Go ahead, go ahead. Honestly, I think it just comes down to, like, I, I don't know that much about the relationship, and I've heard that song, 4 p.m. in Calabasas, specifically because of this beef that's going on. I'm like, let me take a listen to this. So I, I, I'm not... I don't know enough to really catch any subliminals in there. So I don't if know if you, the dude just being paranoid or if it's... There's one... If All right, if you go to um, Joe Button's podcast, there's one where they have the, the views review. The episode after that, he talks about the lines in 4 p.m. Oh, in Calabasas okay. that are about him specifically. Um, and they play the line, and then he talks about why the line is aimed at him. And he really digs into Drake shit. Like, he, he's a listener. You know, like, he doesn't take things at surface value. Like, he digs in. And obviously, they have some kind of, like, personal relationship, too, I'm assuming. Or they had one, right? Yeah, they had one. Cause, right. Because Drake's been on his YouTube. That's where that little clip was taken from making a murderer. Right, right. And I know, you know, Budden had said that they've had conversations about a ton of shit. Yeah, and they've they've had the same women and right, all sorts right. of, you know. Um. So making a murderer hits. Now I have to. I have to. All right, I have to talk about how I got turned on to making a murderer. I am part of a numerous, numerous little rap groups and on Facebook and all those sorts of things to try to kind of keep my finger on the pulse of things that are going on. None of that shit hit my radar. Now, it was a, it was a day that I was working, and none of it. Like I just didn't have time to really dig into social media that morning because I was working. I get a fucking private message from fucking Chris Pinkerton of all people. Chris Pink. Shout out to Chris Pinkerton. Sorry. Saying <laughs> Shout out saying your boy is going nuts with a link to making a murderer. Hold on. Pinkerton put you on to that? Yep. yep. Pinkerton has his finger on the post like that? Yep. Wow. That I did not. Now, now I know that I know that the old Pinkster is into it, but I didn't know that I just wouldn't have expected that. Okay. Me neither. Me <laughs> neither. But he put me onto it, and then I put every anybody that would listen, I put them onto it. Right. Um, and it was like I listened to it at work, um, at my my desk, for lack of a better term. And my desk is loud, so I put 
the phone speaker to my ear and sat there and listened to it. And when it was done, I was a little, I was a little speechless because making a murderer is, is not your average disc record. Mm-mm. It's, it's precision. It, it, it is. Yeah. And it's, it's, it and it's layered. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's not like, it's not, it's not fuck you. And it's also not like a joke. Like, I feel like usually disc records go one of two ways. Like, I fucked your wife, you fat motherfucker. Right. They go that way. Right. Or they go, uh, one was meh, the other was illmatic. They go that way. You just had to use that one, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, it's usually like you, you make a mockery out of someone or you, you threaten their life. And this is neither. This is like, it's weird. It's a different type. Of, it's, it's like a critique of his existence, almost like right. of his. You know, it's weird. Well, like 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 uh, Mickey just said, it's precision. He, he he dissects a lot of stuff about that dude. I'm gonna say about that who, dude, but who just he about is as like. A, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, I say just a bit, just about just dissects a lot about like that guy's music and just where he was coming from and their relationship. Like it's it's definitely something that has a. I think Bobby, you said it has a ton of layers to it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Who this guy is as a, I know we're talking about the beef and all of that stuff, but I can't help but like chiming on things that I, that I feel are issues that need to be chimed in on who he is as an artist and his personal character, man, he needs to find a way to, to bridge that. You know what I'm saying? Because as an artist, the, the character of the, of the artist is phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? The 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 stand the stand up in this of the stand up in this <laughs> of the of the artist is 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 it's imperial. It's dope, man. And also the the artist is very humble. Yeah. But it, but also confident, but also vulnerable. Yeah. And it, and and it exists together and it's fine. But the person is just of and this and, and don't get me wrong, I, I don't know the guy. We don't talk on the phone. Sure, sure, sure. This is what we of what we get from him. The person himself is just it's it's not it's not it's not it's 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 incomplete, it's missing, it's lacking, it needs he needs some counseling. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't come across like a guy you can believe in. No, like like no or a guy I, you want to stand behind. Like for real, like nah bruh, I'm not going that way. And and dude, if you if you are the guy that was on the at the bus stop next to me and we were sitting on the bus and we were sitting at the bus stop waiting for had a conversation and we had a good conversation and suddenly some motherfuckers ran up to put your fucking legs in your pocket. I stand beside you just from that moment to talk to you because you know what? I've been here with this guy for a minute. You right. know what? I'm not these guys put his fucking legs in his pocket, but him? Nah, I'd be like, you know what? He probably deserves to get his legs stuffed in his pocket. <laughs> he just comes across like 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 uh, the in, like the the moves that he makes that aren't direct. He he needs like a publicist, right. but but. The moves that he makes that aren't directly music related are fucking all over the place. Like I, I was listening to it was Drink Champs again, but they had Taxstone on there, and they were and Joe yeah Joe Button was on Taxstone's podcast, and Taxstone kicked him off. No, like, no, no, Say, no, no, no. Say what you said. Say what you said. Cause you was like he was like he said he needed to go. He said I, I might I, I should go. Yeah, he's like yeah you need to go. No, I thought you said Joe Budden said, "Yeah, I, I, maybe I should go." Oh yeah, I, so this is what happened. They talk about that in in that in his in that podcast too. Oh, do they? Yeah. 
So what, what happened was he was on Taxstone's podcast. Taxstone asked him a question about this girl that he supposedly beat up. And it was a big thing. She lost the baby and all this shit. Like he went to he went to court and all that stuff, found not guilty, et cetera, et cetera. But his his name was really dragged through the mud. So he asked about it and Joe Button just was sitting there quiet. And Taxstone is like, What the fuck? <laughs> you know, like what, dude, what? And and Joe Button was just like, I'm a I'm he just, he just, he kept saying, like, wow, wow, wow. And, like, Tesla's like, this guy's fucking weird. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And, like, like, like he started talking kind of, you know, aggressively, and Joe Button was like, and here comes the jail talk. And, and, and uh, he was like, maybe I should go. He was like, maybe you should, yeah, you should go. You should go. And he fucking left the podcast. I can't stand up behind that dude, man. And I feel like, like I heard. But let me finish finish this part. So Joe Button and Taxstone bump into each other later on down the road. And Taxstone like goes to like make peace with him or whatever. And like, he's like, he's like, man, I don't know what happened that night, but you know, blah, blah, blah. And Joe Button's like, yeah, I'm still befuddled by it. It's shit like that. So befuddled became like this running joke on this podcast for like the next hour and a half. Like, because Nori didn't know what the word meant. <laughs> and Nori don't know. <laughs> hey, you guys, I'm sorry to have to. There's someone at my door. And ring my go ahead, door. Man. I'm sorry. Go ahead, dude. I'm not going to pause it. Just go ahead and keep talking. Okay. Right. And, and, they, and they just, like, make a joke out of, like, how Joe Button, he's the type of dude that would use a word, like, befuddled. <laughs> You know, and he just got, wrong he becomes, with that word, first of I, all. I agree, but you, but you know with the angle that they're coming at. Like, they're just, they play, everybody plays him, and he kind of plays himself like a fucking clown. Yeah. And, like, and, a, and, a dude not to be taken you, seriously. Let me ask you this, because because I've, I've known, I've dealt with that kind of guy before, and I, and I can only assume that you have. You know what I'm saying? Whew, you know, that, that guy, man. I, you know, I like, I don't know. Like, all right, so... I don't really know. I don't really know if I've dealt with that that specific type of guy, because like, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. But like the, mm-hmm. the the closest thing that I could put to it would be Adam, because Adam is a very different type of person than the rest of most of my friends, especially when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. But Adam never tried to. Like he would have never said anything like befuddled around those guys because he would have never tried to make it seem like he would use words that they wouldn't use or he was smarter than them or you know what I mean? Because well, no, when when I say that when I say that kind of guy, I mean a, a person that's just like they're they're you, you can't take them at face value. They're not they're not trustworthy. Like you oh, try yeah, to, but their actions will show you something different. And um, that, that's that's what I mean. That that guy, man, he's just like like. I, I would. I never believed. You know. You know when the whole story came about them beating the chick and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I always take. I always take the, the um the position that when it comes to the 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 the, uh, the celebrities and shit, I always take the position of you know what. I, I we don't know these people. We can't really see into their lives. And, and then the media hypes it up. So right. I can't say what he would or would not do. But I, I don't think. I, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon and say he did it. But after like getting more and more of his character and hearing him and stuff. I'm like, you know what? I can't say he did it, but he comes across as the type of person, the type of personality that would. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for me, that kind of guy, I just, I can't. It, I, I, as much as I like, 
music, I can't fuck with him. You know, it's almost to the point where it makes you not like his music, dude. You know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know, man. I feel sad for that guy, man. I feel like he's in his way. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why he can't read right, but, I, but I also, I mean, the reason why I brought up that bit about using words like that and acting like that is because it, it does. There is a level of snobbery to him, also. You know, and 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 the snobbery doesn't match his success, which makes mm-hmm. him, I think, more kind of unlikable. Mm-hmm. And I say that as a as a fan, I feel like him talking about Drake right now. Um, we're like, I love this guy, but I'm definitely aware of things that he has done in his career that have put him in a bad spot with, you know, most people. Hmm. He, he strikes me as the guy where it's always everybody else's fault. And, and I don't give a fuck if he comes out and says it's that funny you it's say my that, fault. Like, a lot of what you say, my buddy, uh-huh. uh, this, this buddy of mine, Justin, I'd love to have him on the show. Um, he's like, he's a big hip hop fan. Mm-hmm. Probably listens to a lot of the same shit. Just does. <laughs> get him on the show, please. <laughs> and uh, he, he doesn't like Joe Button at all. Mm-hmm. But for all the reasons that you keep mentioning, like every little thing you keep saying has been stuff that that my buddy Justin has been telling me for years. Mm-hmm. Like he seems like the type of guy that would run once he started the fight and you're involved. He seems like the type of guy that would be like, I'm not gonna tell you who did it, but it wasn't me and him. Um, <laughs> You know, like that type of dude, and and you know, like it's the same type of stuff that you're getting from him, vibe wise. Yeah, man, he strikes he strikes me as that guy that you invite him into your into your house, right? You know, what I'm saying you feed and clothe him. You know, what I'm saying you show him nothing but the best. You show him all that you have, and then he turns around and tries to fuck your wife. Don't fuck your wife, but tries to fuck your wife. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And even your wife won't go for it because your wife is your wife has some kind of screws. So he just strikes me as that scrupulous lowdown. I've had personal interaction with people like that. I knew this guy when I was younger. We were all homeless, right? So we were at a time we were squatting, and I don't mean to go off on the rail on the on the rails, but we were squatting in a house. It was literally squatting in this house that um, my mom had went in to see the house, right? She's supposed to be going to see the house for us to see about moving in. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out for us to get the house. She told us that it did. We were staying in this house, in the living room, with all our shit just piled up in the living room, right? And find out later on that we never actually got the house. It's a whole fucked up story, right? But one of my buddies, I had him, uh, he was home at the time, he was, stay, he was sleeping at train stations and shit. He was like a good buddy of mine. Um, I brought him back with us to stay with us there, right? This fucking dude stole money from my mother's pocketbook. And we didn't have no fucking money. You know what I'm saying? He strikes me as that kind of guy. Later on, he got, I forgave him for it. Later on, we got cool again. He got jumped by some guys that he was staying with. And uh, me, being a, me, me being the type of cat that I was, I prepared myself with what I had to go and stand up for him. And, you know, and, and, and take up for him and shit. Right. And the guy was uh, totally in the fucking wrong. One of the, one of the casters that we knew mutually broke the shit down to me. I could be in jail right now for getting into some shit and taking some lives, you know what I'm saying, for, some, for a cat that was not even worth dirt. He right. strikes me as that same kind of guy, man. I'm telling you. But go, I'm sorry, I digress. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Uh, what about you, Jisk? Any thoughts on the disc record? We can go through it. <clears throat> but what, were your, what was your first reaction upon hearing it? Oh, mine was just... Just it wasn't even again. I didn't care that it was about Drake. It was just the intensity and the fire behind it that just brought me back to the feeling of some early '90s disc records. And again, not not it wasn't on that same level as like you know Tupac telling Biggie you know that he fucked his girl. But it's just it's, it, it was there's just an energy about it yeah. for me that I was like, man, yeah, it's about time, man, that I just finally feel like I'm. I'm it's something that just kind of connects you back to like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm about to hear some shit. Like, he just dropped it, and I don't think Jake 
Jake. I don't think Drake is going to respond at all, but it's like, yeah, oh, Well, dude. I was going to ask that. Does anybody think Drake will respond? I don't think so. I don't think he needs to. I think that... Yeah, I don't think he needs to. I either. think him responding, him not responding just makes it look like, up. Oh, here goes fucking Joe Budden again, based off, based off what you say. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, so you're right. You're him right. responding makes it be like, oh, maybe everything he said is legit, but you're like, dude, you do more damage to that dude by not responding. I think I think it would be in his best interest not to. But my question to you guys is: Does anyone think that Meek will? Because I can see Meek doing it. Because Meek's been drugged through the mud. Yeah, I can see Meek. Doing it. See, now that's the best case I think see? for Joe Budden. Yeah, yeah. But him and Meek. I think him and Meek have like gone. I think uh, he killed Meek on Twitter one time. Um, yeah, he's yeah. gone at him a couple yeah. times. But so, but because if Meek, because everybody's, every, we're getting. Do you guys hear the delay? Yeah. All right, how do you? I, know? I, I I can't hear it. Uh-huh. But my connection is probably you now. Oh, yeah, I do. I do a little bit. All right. But I think, you know, everybody is is up on the Meek-Drake beef. And I don't know exactly the details behind that. Just the, from what I'm hearing is that just Drake murdered that dude in, in regards to that beef, right? I, I, that's that's the common opinion. So, But I think even Meek coming back, they're watching that dude. So if that dude comes out with a diss album that then talks about Drake but then also talks about Joe Budden, that's going to be the limelight to get this making a murderer heard everywhere. And it needs to be. That, hip-hop needs that. There's so many well, soft-ass dudes. It's got a million-some hits on YouTube. But does hip-hop need... Okay, this song, this song is fucking phenomenal. If I could subtract the song, if I could if I could like take the song from the guy and put it with a different guy, then I feel like that's what hip hop needs. But, but from this guy, it just doesn't it doesn't carry. You know what I mean? Like me uh, uh we we can respect it because we know what it is. We hear it. We we we, we can respect the 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 craft of it, right? And, and maybe some other people too, right? But because character because of the guy and the way music works now the way the industry works now the impact is lessened by the person who delivered it in this case joe you know what i'm saying so does hip-hop need it or or better does hip-hop need it from someone else right i guess i'm asking is the vehicle is the vehicle sufficient to deliver the the fucking medicine to hip-hop i can only i can only ask I, this is a question that makes me think. That, that's, I mean, I, I don't mean to be like the, the Debbie Downer. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no I, think, I think you're Excuse right. Excuse me from going off the rail and not going in direction. No, I think you're ultimately right. Yeah. Well, and it makes me think of this too. I mean, I guess it just depends on the audiences. Joe Button's fans and that type of hip hop are ready for a battle. But Drake, think about the majority of Drake's fans. They could give a shit. Yeah, they have no fucking idea. Yeah, they could, and they could give a shit if that dude put out a battle. Like, even if he put out a diss record, like, really, who's gonna? I kind of just look like it's mostly kids and stuff like that. Who's really gonna get it? I think well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look just for curiosity's sake. I'm gonna look at how many followers. I, I looked up Drake yesterday. Drake has like 25 million followers on Instagram. 25 million people. So even if one percent, which is a you know of that being one million, uh, heard the Joe Button disc record, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Uh, we've lost Mickey. But uh, I'm gonna look up. Hey, you got your there. Yeah, he is. There you go. All right. So Joe right, Button. Joe Button doesn't even have a million followers on Twitter. I mean, on Instagram. Well, I'm looking up their Twitter actually because I think that that's where these. That's especially where Joe Button. These guys go back and forth quite a bit. So. Uh, yeah. So on Twitter, Drake has so 33.2 million followers. 
And then let's see Joe Bud. Just a fucking. That's insane. Just for comparison. That's insane. I mean, really, I know a lot of people like fuck social media, but I think everybody needs to like social media is a part of everybody. Like, well, it's, it, you it's have Im- to mess with it. Yeah. It's important to understand. Yeah. It's important to understand the numbers, right? So, like, look, give, give me the uh, the Joe Button number. Nine hundred and fifty-one thousand. Okay, so not even a million. No. So more theoretically, more people have heard this song than are actually interested in Joe Button. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And it's less. It's you know it's. It's a ridiculous amount. Like it's less than one percent of Drake's fans. I, I I would say I wonder if I wonder if um, I wonder how many people that are interested in Drake uh, make up that percentage. And I wonder if that number is so high just based off like not so much Joe Button fans, but just pure hip hop fans who who feel the way you guys feel here that hip hop needs this. This shit is fucking dope. Well, you know what I'm that's, that's me. I mean, I'm not a fan of Drake, and I wouldn't call myself a fan of Joe Budden. I don't really know much about the dude. So yeah. that's me. I'm in that category. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like I'm just looking for something, just just something. Honestly, I'm just looking for something interesting. And that may be, it may be bad of me to say, or it may be naive of me to say, but just it's hip-hop that's out now just isn't inter- interesting to me that yeah. much. Like it's starting to be, and I think now I've kind of, this is, this show and talking to you guys about it has been enough mm-hmm. to really go, man, let me, let me take a deeper look and really dive in and find out mm-hmm. just some stuff about people like I wouldn't have ever checked out before. Um, now, so, okay. Oh, I was just say, so, so, so that to me, it's interesting. And that's what's, it'll pull a lot of people back. I think, I don't know. Let me, let me ask you guys this question, tagging off of what um, just saying after, after you, uh, after you listen to the Joe button, um, uh, track the, uh, the the many multiple times that we listen to it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, first let me ask you guys each: How many times did you listen to it? One, and then two: Did you guys feel a need, or did you did you have that itch? Because I know I did. Did you have that itch to go out and find music similar to that? Not necessarily from Joe. If Joe fine, but not necessarily not necessarily from him. But just find hip hop that was on that level, that complexity, that that fucking that that feeling. Did you did you reach out looking for? Anything well, else like that? I was at work, so mm-hmm. I was I was limited. So what I did was I heard it on YouTube once. Uh, when I got a moment, I listened to it again. I, I actually told my supervisor I was contemplating taking leave for four hours. <laughs> just for four hours to sit and just digest that record. I, I contemplated it. I, I think it warrants it, too. Um, I didn't end up doing that, but I, I, what I did instead was I looked to see if it was on iTunes. It was, and I downloaded it on iTunes. And I, I've listened to it probably... Uh, once a day, what's every other day since? <laughs> now, for, you know. for me, I heard it when you, so you put it up there, I listened to it, and there was a lot of shit that grabbed my attention, and I listened to it again, and then, I don't know, one of you guys posted the lyrics, and then I listened to it a third time, so it got three, that in that hour time span, got three listens, and then that's when I just, and I've listened to it a couple of times since then, especially in the car, like, to me, this is a song you listen to in the car also. Um, and then, um, but I find myself going back and reading the lyrics more often than I find myself listening to the song. Hmm. And just because I think there's just a lot of there's just a lot of cool shit in there. I will there's say just just sonically, like a criticism is like I wish, I wish the drums. I love a rap music. Let me put that out there. Like I love that dude. I love his beats. But I wish those drums hit a little bit harder. And I wish that they the drums started when the verse started. I hate that the drums back out and you listen to that little clip of the interview or a little session with him mm-hmm. 
and then his verse starts, and then you got to wait a couple extra bars before those drums kick. I wish those drums in his verse started at the same point. That's that, called listening with producer ears. Yeah, right, that's right, just, right. Yeah. Is that's that just, just to keep just to keep the aggressiveness through the whole thing? Well, that's just like all right. So so it starts off and it has the drums in it, and you know he's got some he's got some tough. Like first of all, like let's just go through it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So so that first little intro, um, he basically explains that like he's confused by all this as well, and he 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 establishes that it has to do with the views critique, and then he shits on Meek one time and moves on. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, no alliances with Meek could still fuck him too, and then the music, the drums, and all that shit drop out, and. You hear from his YouTube where Drake's like, I'm happy, I'm honored, I'm honored to be around you, man, and all that kind of stuff. And then after that, it goes into the first verse. And and the, the drums, I don't I can't even remember. It, there's a portion. There's, there's a portion there. When 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 Drake is saying that in that the little clip in there, when Drake is saying that, and then Joe seems to be struggling with that because he, he reiterates that in his lyrics, but he seems to be struggling with that. And, and Drake is like saying, "Well, I can't say that I'm happy to be around you. We all used to listen to you," which sounded like a little bit of a shot from Drake, but not really. I mean, you had to really have to dig, have to hear the whole thing well, in the context from of a that. Point, too, you're looking at all right. So here's a guy. This is how I look at that. Is here's a guy, Joe Budden, who likes Drake, and Drake is the the, num- the number one. I don't know when this clip came from, but he's the number one rapper out there right now, and that's a dude that's saying the number one rapper is telling you, "Dude, I like your music. Like we listen to you." Right. Up. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I look at it but, like, and, like, but he, but he struggles that? with that. But he, but exactly, exactly. Right. But I found it interesting. Even listening to it is as fucking caught up by the song because I listened to it. My, my my drive from from home to work is about forty five minutes, dude. I I played it repeatedly. Like it didn't. Like it, the minute it stopped after the first few listens, I didn't even wait for the the, the beat to go out. I rewind. I, re- I refreshed it. Went right back to the beginning. You know what I'm saying? So I played it all the way through, and then for the rest of the day, and for the next day. So I don't know how many times I listened to this damn song, but I, I found it interesting that that stood that that stood out in my mind that he couldn't accept that this dude had admiration for him right mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that that really that really sat with me it, even now that really sits with me you can't accept that this guy I don't, I don't care how big drake is huge but that's just say something to you you know what i'm saying but you can't accept that like i, I don't know it's man like that, your, your your um self-esteem isn't at that high in that regard so you're like no man yeah, that's obviously sure. got to be making fun of me because there's no way this dude's gonna be feeling me like on that and type I of level. I can stand being on a, yeah, and I can right, stand right, being right. on a defense because you know you you've uh, been going through a lot. You know, <laughs> like like Bobby said, you've been the punching bag for the industry, right? So I kind of understand it, but at the same time, if you do like in the song, he says that you know I, I care for the dude, right? So if you guys have some kind of relationship that, that you that you're drawing a picture of, then when this person says something to you, you should feel you you should feel redeemed. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? Fuck. I mean, make this song either way. I'm Don't stop making this song because we need that for real. I love it. But you should feel redeemed. You should feel, like, empowered by that. But instead, he struggles with it. And I just, I don't know. That that that, that kind of bothers me throughout the song. But I, I'm, I'm listening, though. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all That's that's all solid. So when he gets into the verse, there's a, there's a like, there's a, he goes into the, how he thinks there was, like, subliminals within that 4 p.m. in Calabasas. Um, but then like the first real jab is when he says, I'm a wordsmith for real. You thought Quentin was bad. (laughs) Um, you know, which was a tough line, you know? And, and for those listening that aren't in the know, like the guy Quentin, I don't know his last name. Um, he, he, he ghost wrote 
uh, Meek actually exposed that he mm-hmm. ghost wrote a lot of uh, Drake's music. He's uh, around like ghost writing uh, pain for Drake, which he's not really feeling. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, so all right, so 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 let's. How does how does that then change your opinion about Drake being dope? Do you know what I mean? That's a hot topic. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Is. Because at that point, it's like, well, dude, that's not you. Any any monkey can recite someone's words. I think that. I think somebody said it the best. Like, uh, I think it was Royce uh, said, it doesn't make him any less of an artist, mm-hmm. but it makes him less of a rapper. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But and and, to me, if you're in the rap game, then you need to get out of the rap game. Then You can be you can be a, a pop artist all day but Isn't long. that what he's doing? Yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, so don't, you know, you make pop music. You don't make hip hop music or rap music right. at that point. Yeah. Well, see, I thought that was a thing where he was actually helping. This, this, this okay. I'm not defending Drake because I'm not a Drake fan. I, I don't, I don't mind his music. I like his music, but uh, I thought there was a thing some time ago where he was actually ghost writing for uh, Little Wayne. That, that was like the big. That was that was a a, a point of conversation at some point. Because I remember even Little Wayne uh, came out and said, or in conversation with one of his chicks or some shit, and the chick said that. Little Wayne um, said he had he only he was only able to write a certain way and he can't he's not good with telling the stories and shit like that and building the story which Drake does so he was like learning that from Drake so it made me wonder like is Drake not not writing because he can't write but just not writing because at his at his, at his level now it's easier just to get somebody to write some songs here do this do that and the third and then go in there and knock it out you know what I'm saying because he, of his position at his level what the fuck else is he doing. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, no. Consider that, because you consider like he's not he's not on a whole level by any means. But you consider someone at their level and how busy they're. I mean, consider the normal artist's schedule, right? So, <laughs> who's who is who's semi successful? And then right. consider you have all of this shit. You got like, you got a brand. You got a, a true established. Well, so Jay Z, Jay Z's not doing that uh, as far as I know. You know what I mean? I, I'm not saying it's required. I'm just saying it, it makes you wonder. It makes mm. you wonder. If that's his choice to do that for that reason. Yeah, maybe. I and I'm just you know I'm just playing the. The sure. Devil's advocate sure. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like the first, the first line that got me was the made you made me proud, lad. But it seems my child mad with all the clout that he grabbed is still doubts from his dad. <laughs> that shit now this is one of those examples of layers that I was talking about because, all right, made me make me proud is a song that Drake and Nicki did. Um, yep, Mad Child is another. Uh, Canadian rapper that Drake says he was influenced by and Drake has talked about problems that he's had with his father like making his making his father proud so all that shit is wrapped up how many bars is that how many bars is that uh, it's two Yep. That's insane to put yeah. that much to get that much in two bars. That much thought, that much composition, and and it's fucking bars. it's secular, right? Because you made yeah. you made me proud, and then it ends with still doubts from his dad. So like that's insane. Yeah, that was that was the first one that I was like, I got I got to run that one back. Now the first line, <laughs> the, the first line that made me laugh. It was when he said, "You're so indirect. Shit wasn't real clear. Either Jimmy acting or he really missed his wheelchair." <laughs> that one, that one, that one grabbed me. That that one was like, I like, you know, I like punchline shit. So 
that was the first one that really really grabbed me. Um, trying to think. I mean, there's uh, a lot to go through. He talks about Drake singing. You know what I mean? Then he breaks down. Yeah. 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 It, 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 the, all of the singing jokes throughout, because that's like a theme throughout the whole thing, from Jodeci to Boys to Men, Moesha, yeah. Um, yeah. Bell Biv DeVoe. You're not going to Bell Biv DeVoe your way out of this Bell one. Yeah. Um, you know, all that yeah. shit is, is on the money. So here's another one that's fucking awesome. Is when he said, uh, nothing about Rick Slick, but show of the Caesar, my crust from the same old pizza as Mona Lisa. So in Mona Lisa, uh, Slick Rick asks, like invites her to go get pizza, which is why he says my crust from the same old pizza as Mona Lisa. Like, and it is that, that connection back to the old school, you know, and, and, and also my crust, the same old pizza as Mona Lisa being that Mona Lisa is a fucking, you know, a, a, one of the most perfect pieces of art ever created. You know, so like all that shit is all tied up in that one line. Um, which I mean, and then the next line that I like, but that's just a, a rapping thing more so than anything, too, is when he said, uh, I kill a uh, kilogram without weighing the thing. Because <laughs> the dude's name, uh, <laughs> Drake's name is Aubrey, Kil- uh, is Aubrey Graham. Um, you know, so that was. So then the, uh, the hook, what are, what are you guys' thoughts on the hook? The, the the reggae shit. To me, I'm I'm a fan of like some some reggae and some some uh, I, I guess it'd be dancehall reggae, but it's not like dancehall like Sean Paul type shit, you know. Uh huh. I'm I'm a fan of that type. Yeah, stuff, I am so too. I, I was with it, and then even just the the lyrics and stuff like that are just to the point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I never duck, I just spray, and I never miss. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So. I think it's, I, I think it's, I feel that vibe a lot. It's funny when I heard it, I thought that the hook might be too much for for people that are into this type of rap. Like, like not that it's on the same level, but like almost that it was like like if he was singing on auto tune, it would turn people off. And I thought it might do the same here, just because it has like a little bit of a catchy like mainstreamy kind of vibe to it i don't know i think so but so and, and this i don't know where this is coming from i don't have any point it's, of it's uh go ahead no what are you gonna say man? oh i was gonna say i just feel like I, I feel like because it's the the reggae to me just gets a pass you know what i mean like if it were somebody else if it were somebody else singing if it was like an auto-tune thing then i think but i think I don't think the majority of people listen to reggae, you know what I mean? So I think it's just a little more interesting than if it would just been somebody else just singing. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So I think it just yeah, adds yeah, a little yeah. element where, like, and it still it still catches your attention because it's not what you expected in the song. And just gotcha. not what you expected it's, in general. That's it, for me. Hey, uh, I don't know if you guys can hear me because I'm dropping in and yeah, out. I can see my internet. I, I can now. Out. You guys got me? Yeah, you got me now. I can see it just keeps dropping in and out, man. Give me, give me one second, dude. Like it, just, it literally keeps dropping in and out. Like I can see myself going online, coming offline. You're good going now, online, man. coming offline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's clear. It's clearer than it was a minute ago. That's all I said. Okay. Okay. So what I was trying to say is that um, it's 
it, it's a uh, it's, it's shots of music, man. And so it's like that. Traditionally, that's the perfect that's the perfect fuller for a hook on that type of song. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that war sound, dude. Right. Like it drives. If you go back to um, what was that? What was that song that Lil Wayne had with the chick singing? Um, God, I can't remember the fucking name of this song. He's like talking about like the mane of his hair and shit like that. Or you go back to the Smith and Wesson song, the Sound Boy Burial. You know what I'm saying? That shots of music, man. That shit sets the pace for like some true grimy war shit and it's the best shit because you can it's still it's still um melodic you still have a, whoever's whoever you choose that's singing it you know what i'm saying so it still has that melody that actually brings you into the hook so if you're not like a hardcore hip-hop fan it gives you something to listen to right it gets, like if you're a chick in the car she, like my wife she likes she loves she loves dance hall she loves reggae music right more so dance hall so that gives her a portion of the song to feed into but like cats like us who love the grime of it we recognize that's that shots and shit so I, I think it was perfect i think it was perfect dude yeah yeah you don't like him no Bobby, no I, like, do, yeah. I do actually yeah. no it's Watch not true I, I do i do i just i i don't like that and i don't like jokes <laughs> no, that's not that's not that's not true that's not true uh, no, go I, ahead, go ahead. I, I just I, I just don't i don't know I, I'm, I'm good with it i'm good with it I'm gonna, I, don't, I don't know how to articulate it. Does it throw you off of the aggressiveness of it? I think that, like, I think, okay, fuck it, I'll try. I think that when it comes to that sort of music, there's, like, there's two different approaches, right? There's, like, the pretty voice sound, like, uh, who was the light-skinned dude that was in the Beyonce record? Uh, talk about, um, the, the, the dance hall guy? Yeah. Uh, with the, um... Uh... Chick that thing, mother, mother, mother. Yeah, 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 that, that yeah, guy. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck was his name? Do I can't remember that's his name. Yeah, just give me the light. And... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's like Sean that. Paul. Sean, yeah, Paul. Sean Paul. Yeah. So Sean Paul has like he. This is. I feel like this is more Sean Paul, where it's like it's cleaner, and it's like, it's 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 the 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 words that are being said aren't mainstream, but the tone is kind of mainstream. So I looked at it as like some Marley shit on some Welcome to Jamrock. Type. See, I feel like the other approach is like the Junior Reed, like that dirty, like it sounds like these dudes just ate like a bucket of rocks. And, 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 yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, and I like that shit. And I feel like this would have, I feel like that gravelly voice would have felt felt better to me over this. But I'm, I'm still good with it. I'm still good with it. Um, So anyway, second verse, I want to get to that J line like right away. And this is going to be a hard one to kind of tiptoe my way around because there's a lot of M-bombs in this. I also want to say, too, if anybody is following or looking at the lyrics and they're listening to this, it's technically the third verse. It's because the first one's just that introduction, but they consider oh, okay. that the verse, just, okay. if, just if anybody's looking for sure. it. Sure. Hey, you don't, you don't have to tiptoe. You're, we, we're talking about rap, dude. You were speaking some shit. No, I'm certainly not. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think I'm going to use the term jokers because I'm a big bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the line is, but since the OG's hove, here's what I want to know. If ain't no real jokers allowed, the fuck would I want to go? This line is tight. Because him and Jay already had this previous beef. And Drake has referred to Jay as the OG. But he's also referred to Button as the OG. Now, recently, Jay just said in the All the Way Up verse uh, something that he, he's he's in places that real 
Guys can't go. Can't <laughs> aren't go. allowed. The real niggas, real niggas ain't allowed. Correct. Yeah. So I'll, I'll fill it in for you, buddy. I got you. Good. Thank you. So this is so this is so this is Jay, this is Joe saying. But since the OGs hove, kind of picking a fight with him about that. Like I thought I was OG. Now the OGs hove. But here's what I want to know. It, you know, if if Jay is in that room and nobody real is allowed in that room. And where the fuck am I supposed to go? And this is the room. And like, and, and so inversely, it's also saying that this is the room that you're trying to get to where real people can't go. Hey, break that, break that down again. That's, that's, I didn't, cause I, I didn't get that. I didn't catch that. And I look at it, break I look it at it a little bit. I look at it, it's like, not where am I going to go, but why would I want to go? If there's nobody well, well, yeah, in there, yeah, why would I even want to well, go in there? Yeah, yeah, like, I thought that's what he said, but right. what you just said, what you just said has more gravity to it or has more weight to it, Bob. Yeah, because like, okay. So Jay is saying I'm 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 in a I'm in a room where, where real guys aren't can't go. Basically meaning that like he's in these you know, but when Jay says it he's talking about these high executive spots where they're not gonna let thuggish motherfuckers from the street up in the room. You know what I mean? Like these are Why you're not coming in there making up words. <laughs> these are billionaires in the room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what Jay is talking about. Now, Drake used to call Button like the OG. But now Drake is calling Hove the OG. So so, Ho- so Button is saying since the OGs hove, as if to say, like now since the OGs hove, and hove is in rooms where real people can't go. This might, this must be the room that Drake is trying to get to. Mm-hmm. And if there's no real people allowed in it, then where the fuck am I supposed to go? Because I'm real, I- fucking guys aren't. Where do I fit in with you now? Right. I feel, see this now. Now I'm starting to dislike the song because what you said, just, what you just said, makes perfect sense, and it makes it makes perfect sense because it fits along with the character that the fucking character my sandwiches are coming back together again the fucking character is merging with the fucking music ah oh, god because now he's showing his fucking insecurity in the fucking song no 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 no. i don't think he's saying it that way i don't think he's saying like where am i supposed to go that's what it feel like no 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 but i think I, it's like the, yeah i think it's i think but the wording is <clears throat> excuse me i'm sorry hold on Oh, it's, uh, yeah, the wording is... Just because about to drop yeah. No, no, right. just the wording, the the wording is, <laughs> if ain't no real jokers allowed. Niggas, niggas. It says, <laughs> go ahead. it leaves out the word why, but it says, the fuck would I want to go? Like, why would I want to go? Not right. where, you know what I mean? I think that, that yeah. even that no, one little word point. is complete, makes it complete different. Just that's where to point. why. You that's know what I mean? So he's saying, I don't even want to, it's like, I don't want to go there. Good. You two go. And then he says, that. too, and then he even says, you know, it's talking about Dre. Let's go back to Drake. Both of you are too big to respond. Yeah, but before we get there, before we get there, before we get there, I want to mention one other thing that's... that's wait, that's wait, those... Bob, before you, before you go there, I yeah. just want to say that I, my, my mind believes what you say, Bobby, right? Uh-huh. But... My heart for the song is going to go with Jisk because I need to like this song. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I, I, me and Jisk are on the same page. Okay, go ahead. Um, so the other, the other layer in there is that he says, but since the OG's hove, here's what I want to know. Before he drops the, the punchline of it, right? And want to know is the title of Meek's diss track to Drake. Oh, I remember, okay, yeah, yeah, good point. I, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, honestly, because I, I don't... I mean, did you... so? I guess I have to ask. I mean, did you listen? Were you familiar with that Meek track yeah. beforehand? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, anybody that this is Drake, you're going to hit my radar. Oh, okay. So you just go back. You'll go and give it a listen? Yeah, because I don't like Drake. <laughs> All right. That's um, why, honestly, I'm glad that you're here because you have the most knowledge. I'm going to just keep having you break this whole thing down. 
Well, I'm a, I mean, I, and also like I've I've read this and looked over it and, and like Googled it. You know what I mean? And all, like, I mean, I've looked into this a lot. All right. So then the next line is um, uh, that's, uh, that. Let's get back to Drake. Uh, they're both too big. Uh, back to Jay. Back to Drake. They're both too big to respond, which is what we all think, right? Right. You know, like yeah. You know that, and and that's the thing about this is that like this is going to end up being a shot in the air. Yep. Which is why he. Di- well, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to let's, let's go through it first. Let's let's, let's continue. I don't want to keep going. Off the no, no, no. Go, go, go. Well, I was going to say it. We, we, I think we all. I think everyone's in agreement that this is pretty much a shot in the air. Like he's trying to. He, he is whether he, whether he wants to admit it or not, which he's not admitting to it. He is trying to fucking um get him, get him, grab himself a piece of um a piece of the pie with this song, bring himself back out there, right? Get get some attention, become relevant. Um, and because no one other than the listeners and like the social media outlets like say DJ academics and cats like that because no one of importance is, is is responding to him other than meek who doesn't matter. I feel like that's why he scrambled and went on and dropped that other fucker. So I, I know, I know the, I know the reasoning with the whole five days and all that shit, but I feel like that's another reason why he went on and dropped it and used that shit that he put out saying that, you know, the whole five days and all that shit. I feel like that was kind of like a, um, a cover up, but I feel right. like he's like, shit, let me, let me get, let me get the rest of this music out. Right. Because, yeah, no you might as well, don't let it, if, if they're not going to respond, I'm not going to let it die. I've got a whole arsenal yeah. full of stuff. I'm just going to keep. Yeah, it I'm going to go. keep it going. Right. Yeah. So, all right. So then, all right. This next bit is more layer shit. So, Drake and Jay have exchanged some lines here recently, where Drake says in that uh, I think it's 4 p.m. in Calabasas that he used to want to be. You know, Hove, but now he's moved past Hove or whatever, something like that. He wanted to be the big homie tilt, but now he's become the big homie. It's some shit like that. Yeah, it's some shit like that. Yeah. All right, so that line is important. So then Button says, I make these words flip as if they practice yoga, practice over, back to blacklist Hova, nothing personal, this Red Reddington, I don't work for you, but I'm still doing the work for you. So, all right. Blacklist Hova. Jay has been known to shut people's careers down. Yes. Like uh, Charlemagne had his career shut down by Jay. Um, not his whole career, but his career at the time. Charlemagne was on the radio in Philly, I think, when Jay and Beans uh, got into it. And he had, like, Beans dropped the disc record. And Charlemagne called him, got a hold of him, and got Beans on the radio that second. Like, you know what I mean? Like the very next day. The very next day, Charlemagne doesn't have a job. <laughs> that's been a, that's been a point of conversation for, for a you while know, too, dude. And 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 then Joe also feels like Jay blacklisted him on Def Jam. So calling him blacklist Hova is is throwing another shot at him. It said nothing personal. This Red Reddington, Red Reddington is a character on the TV show Blacklist. <laughs> And then, and then he says, "I don't work for you, but I'm still doing the work for you." So, like, he's no longer side of Def Jam. He no longer has any responsibility to Jay, but he's still carrying the shit out of Drake. And Jay doesn't have to. Right. What I don't like is, but in real life, though, in the conversation that he has, like on the podcast or whatever, he turns around and says he's not dissing Hove when he's clearly dissing Hove. 
He's clearly yeah. taking shots at him. Yeah, well, I don't think I, – I think I think you're right. I think that the the line, but since the OG's hove, here's what I want to know. I think that line is a diss to hove, but I don't think that this is. How, how can it not be? I mean, it's not, it's not like a I'll fuck you up type diss, but you're still you're still taking a shot at him. You know what it's, I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like it's, – it's like a – I don't know. It's, it's, like, it's like if um, me and you don't get along and you and just don't get along, and I'm saying – Brave, I don't work for you, but I'll take care of this work for you. Yeah, but but see, what you're saying that, right? You you saying it like that is different than him going in depth and well, I, and and I guess to be fair, he's saying still I'm doing the work for you. Yeah, and then bringing up the blacklist, meaning you're bringing up the, yeah. the pain of that you have left over from him blacklisting you and stunting your career and shit yep. like that. You just again the guy's lack of lack of character. You said some shit, but you ain't standing on it. That you taking away the power of the song by doing that, man. If you're gonna say some shit, stand behind it. Even if you're fucking wrong, you know what I'm saying? Which I'm not saying he is or ain't. I'm just saying stand behind it. I digress. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. That's 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 legit. That's legit. I feel like I feel like every time I say something, Bobby's like, "Don't say it." No, 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 no. That that was, that, no. I think no, 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 no. I think I think no, no, no. I think you're I think you're right. I think you're right. I I didn't see it that way, but I think I think that ultimately you're right. Don't ruin this for me, Mick. No, it's just that I think a lot of times I want to give Joe the benefit of the doubt because I am such a fan of his music that I want to. But I think you are correct. See, that's this. He's doing it to you. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, your mama's pocketbook. I'm telling you, don't do it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the the next uh, what was the next one I wanted to talk about? Uh, oh, then the the rest of that verse is just pretty much punchlines. I feel like um, says it put more metal behind his face than the Sprite commercial. <laughs> you know that was good. Yeah, that shit was dope. <laughs> um, that shit was... Can't but devote your way out of this one. New edition is dropped. What verse was he said the shit about the um? Rolling up in the six, the nine flip flip back. That's in, that's in this. One. That's in this one. That shit was dope. He'll, uh, he'll see the six upside down and want to switch it back. Yeah. <laughs> want to switch yeah. it back? Like, I like one hell of a MC man. Yeah. One hell of a MC. And then he has the five guys line. Yep. Which is cool, but it's also a little on the corny side. The, it's the burger deal. Make make me a, make you a, makes you a burger. Yeah. Uh, like. like I don't know. That that struck me as corny. But can you hold it against him after so much line, bar for bar, so much fire? Because I, I want to ask a question. Once we get finished with going through the verses, I want to ask you guys a question about it. You know what I'm saying? Well, I guess I should just shut up then, huh? Well, I love... <laughs> I just want to, like... like uh, Pusher did a song about him. Mm-hmm. Him, and, him and Wayne. Uh, called Exodus 23-1. Uh, which, if you guys have not heard that song, I highly recommend it. That song has that pull your hoodie low feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that song, he says, "You signed the one Joker that signed the another Joker that signed the three <laughs> Jokers. Now that's bad luck, you know." Like, so that's also like a, a callback to that to that shit too. And then you know, buttons on that second song where he says mm-hmm. half eclipse and all that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. Oh man! And all right, I'm, I'm gonna jump forward real quick. Okay. Um. Fuck. What is the line? Jesus, 
is about like he says something like he's going to grab all the guns but only half the clips because that'll make you run get it i said half the clips. half the clips yeah yeah and I, I didn't like when, he, when I, I listened to it I, I played it and i played it and I, I really didn't get it for, for me that that line came off as corny because i wasn't getting it and now that <laughs> now that you break that i get it now and that shit is dope as fuck <laughs> Dude, yeah, the monster, yeah that's like my favorite line on, on that song but anyway um i'm sorry so then he does the, the little interlude uh, where he says he doesn't understand new this new generation and all that stuff, which I don't. I, that's another part where I don't really feel like it's needed. I feel like his his. I mean, it's fine. I'm just critiquing it for the sake of critiquing it, right? But, I think the beginning of it too. The beginning of that too just talks about I think why where the where the, where it's coming from. I mean, that's where he even says like, look, you know, I think I I didn't understand the boundaries of the relationship, like. I thought we were cool, but then you kind of do this thing, and then I critique your album, and then you do this. He's like, so I don't really understand. And that's where he talks about, like, I don't understand how these new guys work. It's, it's maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think. You yeah. Know. Yeah. That's 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 legit. And then and yeah. that and that to me that to me is very fair and in line with people today. And I think you guys mm-hmm. talked about it, Bobby, on Nerd Rage that. People don't ha- know how to have conflict, right? Do you know what right. I mean? And so that totally is in line with that. Like he's like, look, or, or even take criticism. It's like, look, just because I'm critiquing something doesn't mean that a it's bad, unless I'm saying it's bad, or it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess people don't know how to deal with any kind of negativity, whether it's criticism or even conflict, right? And they do dust. They do do stuff where it's all subliminal and backhanded stuff like that. Nobody comes out. That's why this was good too. It's like this dude just came straight out and said, look. This is not subliminal. Here it is. And just dropped so many layers worth of stuff. Like, this just me tying it all back together. Hey, Bobby, do you have the words for that, that interlude portion he's talking when he's yeah. talking about the generation and shit? Because I, I, I thought I remember a I line in there. I have it you right there. Yeah. What, what did he say? I remember something. I, I thought I remember him saying something about. Um, but let me let me hear it first, okay, it I says, guess. Re, it says, real quick, I don't want to talk too long. I think you misconstrued the boundaries of this relationship and this friendship, which in return has caused me to do the exact same thing. I don't understand how you jokers and how you in particular, <laughs> how you can, it says how you can fuck shorty and I dap you and say you a real joker and I critique your album and all of a sudden we sensitive. I don't, I, I'm going to use that every time now, every time because it's funny. That's going to be a thing now. Dude. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It says, I don't understand how you new jokers work. Maybe I'm out of touch with the rules of today's society. I'm clearing all that. Now let me paint who I am before I allow another joker to do it for me. <laughs> You know what's funny is every time I do it, I have to air quote. I can't not do air quotes either. <laughs> so nobody's seeing me, but I'm still doing air quotes for every time I say Joker. But yeah, so I think that's where it just comes down. It's like, look, you know, I don't understand. You know, I think, I think you misunderstood our friendship, which now makes me misunderstand our friendship. And at first I gave you, you know, I was all cool. I guess it's about some girl that he banged. You know what I mean? It's like all cool. I said, you, dude, you're real because I banged this chick. Or we both did, and then I critique your album, and all of a sudden you're super sensitive. Right. I broke it down for. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I want to do this again, dude. I don't, I don't know if I want to do this whole breaking down the, the verse thing no, by. See, I think you it's, know what I'm saying? it's good, man. It's good because. No, it's good, but at the same time, when shit starts taking away from what you view it as, then you start. Because I really like this fucking song, and I still like it. 
but as we're breaking some shit down, I'm like getting int- I'm like getting little insights into the person again, away from the song. And I so well had my boundaries built between the two. You know what I'm saying? I took my time. I built up my little Lego wall in between him and his song. And I feel like this is fucking it up. For me. But I mean, that's the great thing about just music. And I'm going to tiptoe around this very – music and art in general is just because one person feels one way, that's how you see it. And it doesn't have to change. Even if somebody points out, hey, this is why I see it this way, you can accept that or you can say, nope, I'm still going to see it this way. And that's the great thing about art in general well, and music. Well, I'm just going to lie to myself and say I don't see yeah, the connection. that's fine. <laughs> I can't you're do that. I'm yeah, not that kind of guy. Say, it's fucking be, there. You're going to be lying to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him. He's reaching through. He's putting his little fingers all over the cell. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead no, 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 no. All good. But uh, the, the fourth verse or as I see it, the third verse – is really a lot of like I feel like it's a lot of pre-planning, mm-hmm. like it's a lot of him kind of making jokes, not jokes, but like putting shit out there about himself, so that nobody can really use it as ammunition. Pulling the Eminem. Exactly. Yeah. So like, he talks about how because uh, because because Drake messed with Tahiri, and Tahiri is Joe's ex. So all that like um. I'm from I'm from the school where hoes don't belong to everybody or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the 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 part of it, the 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 shit in there is when he says, "So when I see you fuck shorty, not a bitter bone in me." I ain't think of how to handle the plan. Said I'm aware, have fun, understand that it's fam. And then it's like, uh, fuck. What is this? And it, it's told you, not her. That's just the man that I am. You know, like yeah. That's some like that's some stand up shit, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, but there's a story behind that one too. It oh, there's no doubt. Go along with it. Um, but anyway, uh, he talks about that like a good bit. But I, I want to get down to uh, the the part where he, he, now this part I had to Google because I don't know shit about fucking sports. But I know Joe Button is a huge sports guy. He's on ESPN all the time and all that shit. So he says all that means because uh, he says all that Toronto shit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he says all that means dog get. Um, uh, get, get your poncho. Subs fell short like a free throw from Rondo. That's the Sacramento Kings player. Yeah. Okay. Then he says, so rude he gay. Rudy Gay is a Sacramento Kings player. Uh, mean with all the button threats. As soon as we shoot at King, Sacramento Kings, DeMarcus Cousins next. And, and um, I think, uh, and one of those guys... Used to be in Toronto and then went to Sacramento. Uh, it might have even been Rudy Gay. Uh, this whole portion was lost on me too. Like uh, Rondo, I, I know because uh, Rondo was was pretty decent back in the day, right? Yeah, but he can't. So, free, but he can't I throw for shit. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of that shit was like totally lost yeah. on me, so I wasn't. Uh, so I'm definitely listening to hear where, where this goes. So, uh, he, and then I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. So let me just pull this shit up real quick. The fact that you were doing that all from memory still just baffles me. My I have a, I, 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 got, I, have, right. I have some Rain Man shit with, Dude. with, with oh, music. <laughs> um, all right. I can't memorize my own shit. So rude, yeah. he gay, so mean with all the buttons threats. As soon as we get, as soon as we shoot at King Demarcus Cousins next, uh, Demarcus Cousins also played for Sacramento Kings. Um, and then this shit is truly a movie. You start in 
you started oh you started uh, a trend being a groupie for groupies because Drake started shouting out girls that were like uh, mm-hmm. celebrity groupies like that all these different rappers were like passing around but he was the only one like mm-hmm. talking about them <laughs> so, so like to say like you're a groupie for groupies pretty funny punchline um let's see how's it tied to the basketball shit though you know, or what is the basketball shit? Is it, was, he, was he just was I think, I think exercise he just showing off, how he yeah, can use all to make a sentence? Um, okay. and, and also, like, as soon as we as soon as soon we shoot at King, uh, because I think, fuck, because uh, King, uh, like Sacramento Kings, right? As soon as we shoot at King, mm-hmm. DeMarcus's cousin's next. So you could say that Jay is the king, and then DeMarcus' cousin's is Drake. Gotcha. Okay. But then, what is that? What is? But what is that saying for him? If he's saying, it, as soon as we shoot at the king, I I, I really think Jay, that was just wordplay. Then to do Drake some, is next. I really just think that was wordplay to do some Sacramento King shit because the dude's a big fucking sports guy. I go with that one because I don't I don't know. But I we, don't we still got to go over the beef and shit too, right? Like the whole beefing process of this and their beef and shit too. No, I think we we covered, we covered it in between Drake and and Joe Budden. I guess so. Is that what you're talking about? We talked in the beginning kind of like where it all stemmed from, which basically is that 4 p.m. in Calabasas and then the pump, pump it up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's kind of where, right. where, where according to Joe Budden and on this podcast, that's what prompted all of this. And I even think, you know, just going, going yes. further, I think, you know, he even said, and Joe Budden even said, like, look, everybody in his camp told them, don't put out this album. And he's like, right. fuck it, I'm putting it out anyway. So like that's a guy I think that's that, the one good thing that he did. A, you, you had said he needs a publicist, but that at that point, it's not going to matter. He, this is the type of dude that's not going to – it's just going to do what he wants anyway. And that may be his problem. You know I, what I mean? No, I think I think him putting out the, I think him putting out the album is not the problem. I think the album was – because the song is – if you're putting something out and it's fucking fire and you don't have shit any fucking way, like when he said, you know, trying to do that's got nothing to lose or whatever the case is, I, I think I, I can go with that. It's just that all this shit you – can't, you can't step forward and then step three steps back. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and again, I think he is his own problem. So this album, this song is a step forward. But everything he did on the album, Outside of it, steps him right on back. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I, don't know. Right. I, don't I know. agree. But I, I want to get to this, which is my favorite, my my really my favorite line of the whole song. <laughs> Go ahead. So it's it's the end of the verse, and he says, uh, "It's whatever you want to roll. Executives got your soul. Sedatives. I'm repetitive with those records." Show for regular Joe selling records was never the goal. I never sold records. I kept records of what was sold. sold. That shit, like, because okay, because that because Drake sold a shit ton of records and didn't get paid. Like, uh, Birdman was fucking him out of all that money. Yeah. So like, regular Joe selling records was never the goal. I never sold records. I kept records of what was sold. Like, good. Like that was the shit that made me like punch the ceiling. (laughs) Um. That's and then the of lyrical course. shit. See, right. that, I don't even think even just that alone. You take that out. I, I don't think anything that Drake's gonna put out is gonna come close to that. Right. Drake's not gonna. Do you know what I mean? It. No, I, you're not gonna get a response ever. And then the uh, and then he closes it with fuck. Uh, so don't worry yourself. And before I go, fuck a record label. I appear courtesy of myself, Joe. Yeah. And that's a callback to cannabis LL beef. Yeah. It fucking whereas everybody saw LL as the winner when cannabis really tore his ass out. Yeah, and we can have LL was a fucking popular yeah. voting that shit. Yeah, but we can have a discussion about that too on another day. Uh, 
I might, I might, I might, I might give you a run for your money on that one as well. You think that, uh, you think that, uh, LL had that? I think, I think that LL was totally in the wrong, right? Because, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Because the whole thing started from cannabis saying, uh, yo, uh, uh, yo, yo, mess, yeah, yo, mess where the clan at, yo, red where the squad at, yo, L is at a mic on your arm. Let me borrow that. Yeah, because he, he looked up to LL like yeah. a muff. And then he, he kicked cannabis off the record. Mm-hmm. And said, let's get back to this mic on my arm. If it ever left my side, it transformed into a time bomb. You don't want to borrow that. You want to idolize. And you don't want to <laughs> make me mad, Joker. You want to socialize. <laughs> and, and, you know, and so LL was totally in the wrong. This guy was trying to give him props. You know what I mean? Props, yeah. And LL took it a certain kind of way for no good reason. And then, uh, and then he did a uh, second round knockout, which was amazing. Don't get me wrong. But uh, the Ripper Strikes Back is a pretty potent record that not a lot of people give credit to. Um, no one gives other than cats who really look at, look for lyrics. No one gives that cat the credit he deserves. No, I'm talking about the Ripper Strikes Back, the uh, the LL response to Second Round. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Because that, that there's some, there's some yeah, it was dope too. There's some potent lines in there. Um, was, who rocked for who rock uh, who rocked uh, who rocked for 14 years and stay calm? Who Sold solid gold records and uh, who rocked for 14 years and dropped bombs? Who dropped solid gold records and stayed calm? LL, while you drop verses at Joker's proms. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like, it's a nice line, too, but uh, there's me, a lot yeah, of good stuff in there. More vicious on that shit. That, it, that was a good battle, though. I will say this The Ripper Strikes Back is nowhere near as good without the second round knockout. Because it, it borrows, it like answers a lot of second round knockout. So if you take second round knockout out of the equation, River Strikes Back is weak as fuck. But the River Strike Back, some of the shit that it said that was in response to second round knockout is pretty fucking awesome. Like uh, that 99% of your fans don't exist and all that kind of shit. Like, it's just pretty funny. <laughs> let's, I was say, let's, let's do this before, because I think that some rap beef, especially off this one, needs to be the, then maybe the next show. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And so, so before we keep diving into that, do okay. you want to right. save that for next time and just break yeah, it Yeah, let's here? save that for next time. Okay. Well, I, I, I want to ask this question. This is what I was talking about earlier. I want to ask you. Okay, we, so we just went through the lyrics. Oh, actually, guys, we just went through the lyrics of, of uh, this song. We went bar for bar for the most part uh, and, and broke down just how much he had packed into into each fucking bar of the song, right? I mean, into each fuck, it, it was it was fucking chock full, right? So I wanted to ask you guys, like, in your opinion, like, can you recall another song in history? You know what I mean? Because I think the song is that good. Another song in history, another battle song, where an artist was able to lyrically do what do what he did to the, to the measure of this song. You know what I'm saying? Am I, am I, am I getting this, that to go this many guys? layers deep, like in it? Yeah, yeah like to, to to take to take a song, just the, the writing of it, right, and put so much into into each line. There, there there's so many, like like as Bobby said earlier, man, it's, it's so many layers. It it just goes down like layers and layers. Like, it's like you're in a fucking like you're in a fucking uh, a tunnel going straight down. You know what I'm saying? Right. And every brick you pass is a whole nother fucking meaning, and but it all comes back together when you hit fucking bottom and bust your head open. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, um, can you guys recall any other songs that 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 were able to successfully do something to that to that level? Um. Or were composed to that level. How about that? Yeah, I, I, not, 
not specifically. The, the, the only other song that I want to put in there you're not going to want to hear, but is is Takeover. Um, and, it, and it's just because, man, like, uh-huh. uh, all right, so everybody takes, and we, we could talk more about this next week, which I'm sure we will, or maybe it'll be two weeks. Um, <laughs> but but Takeover is often compared with Ether, right? Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be. Because Ether is a diss record to Jay. And Takeover is a diss record to like 20 people. It just gets considered to be a Nas diss record when only one verse is about Nas. Um, I, 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 I agree with what you're saying. I, I personally didn't see that just, just straight to Nas. Which the, Nas was the headline for it, though. But yeah, yeah Nas I was definitely the the you know that was the big winner. But I mean, like all like the prodigy distance yeah. in there and and all that shit. And um, he clean he cleaned house with that song. He did. Yeah, he did. He really did. And it was like like I mean, and I think that you could probably look back on that record and say that this modern day rap beef shit where it's all memes and tweets. Yeah. Probably started with Takeover. Because. Prodigy in that Michael Jackson suit on that fucking sound stage on, on the Summer Jam screen. <laughs> summer that's, Jam screen. That's some historic shit. Yeah. At this point. And that probably started the trend. But but Takeover is is a really layered record too. And um but not like not on this level. But this is a different type of disc record. This is not a like Takeover is a joke disc record. You know what I mean? Like it's it's supposed mm. to humiliate you. Like this isn't that. Yeah. This isn't a, I'm going to humiliate you. This is like a, I don't even know how to describe what the intention of this record is supposed to be. I, I, I know what this record is. I know specifically what this record is. You can, you can hear it in, in, in everything that he put into it. You know what I'm saying? It, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to go there just yet. I, I want to hear you guys answer to the question. Cause I, cause I do want to go, I do want to ask you guys like, um, I'm not sure if you guys are ready to wrap up or yet, but I do want to ask you guys, like, where, where do you see him going from here? Where, uh, um, Drake, what would be the best move for Drake and all them? But I, I wanted to get the answer from uh, from just well, as so well, though. Going, as as going this deep, I can't think of anything. And also, I'm not really one to, like, have di- – like, I'm sitting here just listening to the fact that you dissected as much as you did, Bobby, and, like, how much you looked into it and got all the references. Like, I'm not generally one – to do that so so i don't really have an answer to say like man i don't know if i've ever seen anybody go this deep but then again i've never looked either i mean i've seen you know especially i'm trying to think of what i can think of off the top of my head you know the stuff that i'm thinking of is pretty straightforward you know common dissing ice cube and stuff right um which is so so shit like that so you know but as far as like i can't think of anything off the top of my head of something being this deep like having so much meaning behind everything all right, so I, got, I got you. I got you. Just I got you. Wait before, you, just, wait, before you do it. <laughs> I, I just want to say what I think the best move for Drake is, and what the worst move uh-huh. for Drake is. The best move for Drake is to totally ignore it. Yeah, fuck yeah, I agree. Because that that's a guaranteed win, as mm-hmm. far as the world is concerned. Um, I think Drake's already lost enough face with like the quote unquote hip hop crowd. Between the the dancing in the light up box and the Quentin ghostwriting and all that shit, that I I don't think that he has anything to gain to answer button. The worst thing that Drake could do is bring in his like OVO squad mm-hmm. and try to make it that type of party because nobody wants to tangle with Slaughterhouse. 
Yeah, no doubt. No fucking doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I think, that that would be. Go ahead, go ahead, go no, ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying. I agree. I think. Yeah, it just needs, especially for Drake and everything. So everybody associated with that just needs. Nope, just pretend like it's not even out there. Yeah. Like great. I haven't heard it. Anybody ask yep. you about it? Nope, haven't heard it. Have you heard you the, the Joe Button disc record? No. Who? Yeah. What are you talking about? Who is he? Does he is he a local artist from your area? That's how you carry it, you know. And yeah, I've always said too, like you know, just like in meeting famous people. If I ever met like famous people that were dicks, the only ammunition I have against somebody that's famous is I don't know who they are. Like, oh, yep. who are you? Just yep. I front like I've absolutely. Even if I know you, it's like that's my only ammunition against somebody yep. that's famous is I don't know who you are. Yep. And so that's why I. Agree I uh, with for 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 my for my song, I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with Ether, but I don't think even. <laughs> I, I think even we could do a whole um, show about Ether about the Jay Knox yeah. thing. Yeah. But go ahead. I, I I don't think, but even with that, I I, I say that Ether comes close, but I, I don't think that. Uh, and, and I say Takeover as well. I agree with you on that one, but I don't think either of those go. To lyrically go to the level that this song does as far as the thought and the, and the lyrics I, I just the, the composition I just I find it hard and, I, and I'm running back through my mind trying to figure somebody probably take some time but I, I don't see much else out there not taking away from anybody else's this songs or anything like that I just I the, the level of thought that went into this is ridiculous man and uh um as far as like the the actions for like Drake and all of them, I um I agree with you guys. He he probably shouldn't. He, he definitely should. And if he did, I would I would leave it to social media so your fans could do it for you. Basically, you know what I'm saying. I wish I would personally like to see these little OVO guys come out because I want to see Slaughterhouse chew these cats up. <laughs> I want it. Like you know, because it does go back to what you guys said earlier. That aspect of it, the spillover, I think I need it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what hip hop needs. But I need it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Spill it over and let these cats tear these motherfuckers apart. I'll dog. tell you, man, Royce is a fucking machine. Like a that, monster. That, that dude in particular is like, I remember when he dissed D12. That was some of the most humiliating shit. Yeah. Like, I, I, he, he said that he was on the porch with a cheeseburger trying to uh, lure Bazaar outside. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I remember that, like, he said that, uh, Give it six months, they'll all be raking fifties leaves. Like the shit was so. Oh, he said he said bizarre was digging his own grave with a fork and a spoon. Like, yeah, it cats, was cats so fucked up. That uh, that whole style, that that style that that M is on, that that Royce is on. That's that outsider style, man. And that shit is fucking. It's a it's a good number of them that are ill with it. But I will say that Royce is at the top. Yeah, M M is definitely at the top, but Royce and M they are they are like neck and neck. They're they're up there with that yeah. shit, dude. Yeah, they I mean, if you listen like, to the Bad Meets me, Evil, me, it's it's every fucking verse on there is debatable over who got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because it's they're just that they, they're right that that's that that out that outsider style is just sick, man. And, and to me, it all stems from um from Redman. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care how anybody say. I don't care what the fuck. That's Redman style, dog. Well, I can put you a lot of people, but I think I think. The way it's approached, mm-hmm. I would agree. But like flow wise, there's a lot of people I'd put in that category, man. Like I, I would put pun in that lane. I would put. Uh, I, it, well, no, I'm not. I'm not even talking flow. I'm just talking about right. That, no, that I'm, style. I, I, right. I agree with you. I'm just talking. Mm-hmm. I'm talking flow. F- flow wise, I, I feel like those guys are standing on the shoulders of people like pun and people like Cool G Rap. Nah, definitely. Oh, Cool G Rap is a monster. Dude. Oh yeah. I'm. I'm I, you know what? I need to go listen to some Gucci rap today. Now that you bring that up, 
But anyway, then uh, Joe Button did another song called Wake, which isn't as potent, but it is another song. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which honestly, I only listened to it the one time. I didn't, I didn't Me go too. back through it. I didn't even. Me too. I, All I, get, I know I get... is that uh, it's it's all right. So the, I'll give you the little bit of information I do know about it. The clips line in there is fucking stupid hot. Um, because I don't think anybody wants a problem with Pusher. For some reason, Pusher seems like the guy that would fucking have you killed. Uh, I don't. I don't, I don't Second half you killed that, that dude's like really deep. <laughs> it just seems that way, right? Like it just seems like a he's scary deep, dude. He's deep. Yeah, um, he's deep. And then aside from that, like he dropped that song at like a certain time of day, like specifically at night, and it was like five days since the first disc record was released, like to the day, which is like a play on on something that Meek did with Drake. Like there yeah. is some science to all that shit but i don't i don't yeah. i don't have it all sorted out check out check out academics because he breaks that shit down all the way oh does he it's, yeah he breaks it down all, it, it, academics is the one who when he remember when i was like I was yeah like, i watched the one you know? i watched the one yeah and i was like uh, at first i was like because I was, I was all in, i was all enthused by this whole this whole battle thing and every and buttons coming back with it and and so when when i heard academics come through and started talking this shit i was like oh man why are you pissing in my cornflakes? You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. But the more and more I listen to him, and then go back and listen to to the uh, podcast for your boy and everything, and I'm like, damn, he's fucking right, man. And, and that's why that's how I arrived at my my current feelings of, of the of the matter, because he he just really is on some bullshit. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, does anybody what, else have anything else they want to say? But what do you guys think about the whole um? As far as like the wake, the the effectiveness of wake, you know what I'm saying? What do you guys think about it? I think it was a mistake. I think it was a tactical error. Well, that's what I was just reading about right now too. It's like there's an article on MTV.com that just the only point of the article that I point out is because he, I think the whole point was he says like, "Yuck, I waited four days. Where are you guys at? Now I waited five days. Where are you at? Do you know what I mean?" And so I think that's Making just them look hungry. Yeah. So Making them look thirsty. I don't know, you know. And then he said on Twitter. Uh, that he just wrote a lot in three weeks. So he just. So I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's a guy that. That's the, the feeling that I get. It's a guy. He put it out there. He's hungry for anything. You know what I mean? Any yeah. kind of, especially to rap. You know, because that's what he always says. Yeah. Dude, he's like basically he's just. I'm an MC and I'm a rapper. So he's hungry to rap. He's hungry to have some kind of interaction. And um, it's just like you know what? I'm just gonna keep releasing all this stuff. At that point, it doesn't. I don't know if it's gonna hurt him. But if you release, if he releases four four records. And still no response. Mm-hmm. At some point, you got to be like, dude, you're just talking to yourself now. Yeah, because it starts to seem petty. That's right, the right. problem. Is that like if, if he yeah, would have yeah. just did Making a Murderer, which everybody kind of, like, it was kind of a shot rung around the world. Right. Yeah. If he would have just the, and left, and the part left one it off the, the title. fuck alone. Right. Yep. And left the part one off the title. Leave it, the part one off the title. Dude. It, it, it would have always been potent. I know. Yeah. I think he could have left part one on there, like an open invitation. Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, right, right. Okay. Like, like part two is always available. You just let me know when. You can always get it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that that would have been a, a classy move. But this move here seems like, oh, man, now you seem like the, the, the kid that nobody will pass the ball to. I, I literally I literally can feel the, see, this is what I told you guys. You guys thought he was hot with the first one, but look what he did. This is what he always does. I, I feel like the I told you so's coming from some oh. mystery guy somewhere. You know what I'm saying? This tweet that I was just talking about, actually the whole tweet was uh, 
Double XL Magazine said, should Drake respond to Joe Budden in a tweet? And Joe Budden wrote, nah, I wrote a lot in three weeks. (laughs) 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 That's what he was saying. He was like, don't. Don't. If he just just fell back and did that kind of shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That would... That would that would that would raise him. What he needs to do is recapture. Can we give him some advice right quick from some guys who haven't done what he's done? <laughs> you know what, I'm Let, what he needs to do is raise his mystique level. Touch back to the '90s where you couldn't just touch an artist and get everything from the artist you wanted. You know what I'm saying? Go back to that, man. Make banging ass music. Crank out fucking music, dog. Serve whoever you got to serve their ass. Serve it to them. All that emotional shit. Keep it for yourself, bro. You know what I'm saying? Don't put all your business out there, dude. I mean, and stop know. making fucking. Love- I won't get into it too deep, but I've had a conversation with Bobby before about sometimes being inaccessible is your greatest weapon. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes you don't need to put everything out there all the time. Not everything out there, but you don't have to be accessible to everybody. But, uh, yeah, yeah say that shit uh, for your lyric. You know, like, but, but that, I just wanted to, I did want to, to uh, the, the line... Yeah, so I take all the guns, load half the clips. I just noticed you run. We mentioned half the clips. Uh, that that's a hot line. But um, many hot. But Joe has a record coming out called Rage in the Machine, which is a collaborative record with him and A Rab Music. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. You know, like I, I love A Rab's beats. I yeah. love everything. I, I would like to see. I would like to see him surface. Yeah, yeah, and I, he won't. He won't. I will say this. I will say <laughs> oh, the, thing that I liked, the thing that I liked about Wake was just the Kenny Powers clip at the end. Who's Goose and who's Tom Cruise? Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. we know now. Who's Goose? Dude, I, I love Kenny Powers and anything down is fucking remotely related to him. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that this was a tactical error. And do you think he'll release an, another? I mean, he said he wrote for three weeks. Do you think there's another song, or do you think he's going to be like, all right, let me just save him? I think he should say, I don't. I, I can see him doing more to just to kind of promote his record at this point. Right. Um, I don't think he should, though, man. Don't do it, sir. But don't, there's, I mean, there, there is a lot of lines in here, man. Like I'm looking through them, and like you wouldn't know yourself. Say Canadian, maybe Asian, Croatian, be sounding like he, like like his Jamaican friends, depending on what state he's in. <laughs> <laughs> just um, man, if he just if he just lived through the fucking music, this dude would be fucking ridiculous. I think you rap good, but you're a movie star, so the owl's appropriate. We don't know who you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Uh, I'm trying to think. That there was another one. Oh, that that uh, that. Uh, that's territorial takeover. Maybe he thinks nobody notices. Gucci wasn't home two seconds before you rode his dick. <laughs> hey, there's a lot funny. of stuff in this one as I'm because I'm reading the lyrics of, of Wake right now, and there's a lot of stuff in here too that's like Wake Wake is not a bad song. No, it's not it's at just, all. It's, it's just the it's premise. Just, it's no it's no follow up to making a murder. Yeah. Right. No I think you didn't call I it part two, huh? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> he he, he I bet you it probably was called part two, and people were like, "Nah, man, not part two. And He's like, "Okay, yeah, listen, you guys, this that, time." Right? Yeah. Hmm. I think I think what killed Wake is the idea is the fact that he dropped it 
so soon. That whole five day bullshit. I think that's what killed Wake. Because Wake itself is a good song. And if we weren't, and we're comparing Wake, we find ourselves comparing Wake to Making of a Murder. If he had held off on that shit, you know what I'm saying, and use Wake somewhere else at some other time, we would it wouldn't be in the shadow of fucking Making of a Murderer. Yeah. Let me ask you this: What if Wake was released the next day? Better. Uh, I don't know. Like he's like, uh, dude, you're just all this because now you're like, dude, he just dropped one, and immediately the next day, dude, there's another one. You're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I think it's more. Powerful. But then he would need to follow that up with another one the next day because you know what I'm saying? Right. Because I mean, it's either gonna make him look desperate or it's gonna make him look like, oh, he's fucking, he's bombing this guy. Like right. he's not letting up. You know what I'm saying? But don't do the fucking podcast. Don't give us any answers behind it. Just do the little simple, quick tweets and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because then it makes it, it gives us. Huh? No, no, go ahead. I interrupted you, but no, I was gonna say it gives us a chance to 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 be thirsty or hungry for more. Of what he got, you know what I'm saying? But he ain't doing that. Right, and that may he ain't doing thing. It. Maybe doing that podcast was a bad. Maybe you should have just done his yeah. show and just not even addressed it. Like nothing ever happened. That's that's totally what killed it for me. I'll tell you this. This line, this uh, it's plenty reason to slay you. Kept going up Tuesdays. Now the weekend just hates you. That's some crazy shit right there because. Uh, I think the dude that sang "Going Up on a Tuesday", Tuesday that, 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 that yeah, 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 that dude was part of Drake's crew, and the weekend was part of Drake's crew, and now they're neither of them are. So hmm. kept going up Tuesdays. Now the weekend just hates you. Yeah, because the weekend had a complaint against him too. That what the cats were saying they wasn't getting paid for the songs they wrote for him or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the, the weekend was saying he wrote like all of Take Care. Yeah, and the weekend is a nice. He's a he's an artist, dude. He's definitely an artist. Yeah, his, his music is on fire. I want to say Merce had that hairstyle first, but whatever. <laughs> how long? How long is this? How long has this episode been? Oh, we're at uh, two hours and thirty eight minutes, but it's probably oh, you know, two and a half hours. Cause all right, interruptions. Uh, we could probably wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, <Take me> care. <laughs> I would shout out our other shows, but I'm not because if we did, uh, if you're here listening, you've either fallen down the rabbit hole so far where you know all of our other shows, or yeah. you just got tuned into this and you probably aren't interested in the other yeah. shows we have. <laughs> they, they don't really correlate. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 therefore, uh, see ya.